Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premier show. Smackdown. Ooh, what year is it? Oh wait! Can I tell oh, you what nine. year it is? Can I tell you what year it is? No. No, bad. I want to do the intro properly this no, time. Fine. It's a special episode. If I was going to get the introduction correct. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's 0809001. Ooh, Atomic Kitten. <laughs> Internal Flame is still the number one song in the UK, second week in a row. Yes, it is a cover. David Gray's White Ladder. How do you learn to climb a 20-foot white ladder? <laughs> oh, oh, Still number one. And for an album that came out in 98, bizarre. Cats and Dogs, Woof Woof, Moo Moo. Still number one in the UK. <laughs> box office. Now, surely. No. I'm not changing my tagline for a film like that. Got, got some self-respect. Uh, <laughs> Weedus's album, Weedus, is number one. The alternative album, that's the one with Teenage Dirtbag, A Little Respect, a cover of Horatia. Is that and what people said when they worked in a grain farm and they wanted people to dump the grain on them? In Newcastle. Weedus. <laughs> I'll go home. Thank you for making me look good, Tom. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Always, Take shining, on the you up. Always shining you up. <laughs> The needs of the mini, many won't be the needs of the few. Wanna be gangster? I think it was the single that killed their little push that they were getting. Oh, it did, uh, didn't it? It was horrible. Because it was wank, and for some inexplicable reason, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden's in the video. Oh. Hey, Bruce. We, hey, how you doing? We all, uh, we all got bills to pay. Remember we just, Exactly. Lecturers at Teesside University have claimed that the raft of detective dramas on TV has led to a surge of interest in new course teaching forensic investigations and crime scene science offered by the university. Oh, that's an interesting one. Everyone wants to yeah. be Columbo. Look at that. Copaganda. Copaganda! <laughs> I get really disappointed to get there and it's not the Who playing all the time. It's not. <laughs> Maybe this happened. Visualization. It's like, oh. And of course, enhance doesn't work. <laughs> the BBC introduces a fourth weekly episode of EastEnders to be broadcast on Fridays at 8 p.m. This causes some controversy as the first episode clashes with Coronation Street, which is being moved to 8 p.m. to make way for an hour-long episode of Emmerdale at 7 p.m. In this first head-to-head battle, EastEnders claims victory over its rival. The Friday Night Wars, no! Tom! Oh, get in! Yeah. 
still both going strong, allegedly. Uh, ITV in England and Wales changed its name to ITV1 due to the growing number of other ITV services, including ITV2, ITV Digital, ITV Sports Channel, which launches on the same day, ITV Rampage, ITV Dark. <laughs> Don't forget ITV Dark Elevation. And then Dark Elevation, of course. How can we do that? <laughs> Unveiling its autumn schedule, the BBC announces that the 10-part World War II drama Band of Brothers will air on BBC Two instead of BBC One as originally planned. The broadcaster says the decision to move the series is to allow, quote, an uninterrupted 10-week run and not because it was considered not to be mainstream enough. Oh. Crazy that. Like, uh. To think that it's not considered, like... Ah, people are going to watch this. Band of oh, Brothers. They did in their droves. Did you see it? I did. It was um, amazing. Amazing piece of film. And still to this day looks phenomenal. Sometimes when you watch stuff from like 2001, you can tell it's from oh, 2001, yeah. but mm. it looks, oh, incredible. Incredible. It's a, and it, I went to HMV when all that was on and that uh, there was one Christmas where the Band of Brothers box set, like this big chunky yep. box set, was like, everybody was buying. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, I watched all of it in one sitting with a friend who was a recovering, um, I'll just say drug addict, and they needed something to take their mind off and distract. It was just weird. Like I wasn't expecting the night to go that way, Mm. but it it ended up confessing a lot and just, how you doing? All right, cool, great, great, great. And then just, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, you fancy watching Band of Brothers? I was like, after what you told me, yeah, sure. <laughs> so how long how long did it take you to watch it all? Ten hours. Jeez. One long sitting. One big sitting. Uh, pausing only to switch the discs out of the DVD player oh. and then uh, get some orangey drinks. Ideal time to go grab yourself a Red Bull by swapping the DVD around. You don't get that anymore. Mind you, nowadays you get in the Netflix, are you still watching The Crown? Like, this isn't the same as putting a new DVD in, granted. I, I don't like that when that happens. Yeah, I feel really bad. Alex Alex uh, had a, a day off work the other day. She was poorly. And um, she said, I've, I've never, Netflix just makes me feel awful. Because I sat there, like, feeling sorry for myself, watching Friends. And then after about nine episodes, he went, are you still watching Friends? I was like, yeah, I'm poorly. Leave me alone. <laughs> I started watching the Adam Sandler uh, thing you had out in like a minute. Are in. you really watching Adam yeah, Sandler? Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I steal your gag there? <laughs> you did it better than me. Uh, the KM group take full control of Neptune Radio and CTFM. Mm. I was just radio stuff I thought you would know about. What? CTFM? Yeah. The KM group. CTFM. Was that the... They, That's made up that jingle. Did they become Chrysalis? The KM group. Surely Chrysalis makes you turn into something else. <laughs> You'd have thought so, wouldn't yeah. you? The KM Media Group. Multimedia company in the county of Kent. Uh, what, who, who do they own? Who do they own? Yeah, KMFM, KMTV. KMFDM. Uh, KMFDM. I believe KMFM is still a thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you for the little bit of radio. Oh. radio for some love. reason, I thought you'd be like, ah, oh, I remember it well. Oh. The Merge. What I will do, the, the famous murder. Thousands killed. Sadly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, in the state of local radio, it's not, uh, it's not uncommon for thousands to be killed in a merge. Um, in terms of radio, like, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of radio for today. Uh, radio One DJ at this point was Sarah Cox. Oh, she was on there for years. Though, yeah, she was on until 2004. 
until oh, Chris oh, Moyle brilliant. stepped in, the That's saviour right. of Radio 1. Uh. That's so he said in his jingles. And the big game this week that everyone's playing is WWF Betrayal. What? That's out this week? Yeah. Get in! For the Game Boy... Adv- oh, no, beg your pardon. Uh, the Game Boy Color. <laughs> Somewhat inexplicably. <laughs> game Boy Advance has been out for months now. It was the third and last WF game released for the Game Boy Color, and one of the few games based on the promotion that was of a different genre than usual wrestling game. The game's plot was roughly based on Storyline 99, where Stephanie McMahon gets kidnapped. Her father, Vince McMahon, promises to grant the player a shot at WF title if they manage to save her. The player must then fight through a series of side-scoring levels to rescue Stephanie. The player can play as Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, or... The Undertaker. Hang on. Is he the one who kidnaps her? <laughs> yeah, as again, it's loosely based on it. Hey, Undertaker, if you get get her back, if your title shot, take. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, my brother, the Undertaker has her. I best go get her. Oh, and that you reenact SummerSlam 94 at the very end, if you pick him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the game was awful. Yeah, the game received generally mixed reviews, gone to a video game review aggregator game rankings. Mixed reviews, eh? Oh, that's very polite. Think of Streets of Rage, but make it really crap. And that's Streets of Rage 3. <laughs> yeah, but mm. you know what? Streets of Rage 3 looked looked impressive compared to WWF Betrayal. Yeah. But it was, I mean, do seek it out. I should stream it at some point. Should do a, should do a Twitch stream of WWF Betrayal just for the comedy value. Do it. I think we should, you know. I might do it for The biggest me. betrayal. You can open up and go, it's the biggest betrayal since the KM group took full control of <laughs> Neptune Radio and CTFM. And God all the, all the crowd chat be like, that's right. Can Respect I, for Ken's radio. What I would love to say is I, it means the world to me that you sort out radio news. <laughs> Just to just to fill like, my soul. Like look at I you, like her. I, appre- no, I, I, I know of them. I didn't know of that merger, the impact of it. But I appreciate that you did that. Please don't stop. Oh doing no, that. I'm not gonna stop. Please don't stop doing. They're very that. infrequent compared to the other news that comes up. Yeah, but. radio basically will be like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Everything's on fire. It's yeah. fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, currently, in case you're interested in 2022, everything's on fire. Mm. But then it'll be fine again. It always is. Yeah. It always is. Well, before I had the. Chris Evans firing, so I think it's going to be mm. not on fire for a while. Yeah, is it? but we'll have to just keep on watching and listening and taking in all the stuff that happens oh, we've, we've... on the SmackDown Cultaholic Classic podcast. Yes, you're listening to the dulcet, barely awake tones of Matthew, along with his co-host, his co-presenter, his secret lover, Mr. Tom Campbell. I don't want it to be a secret anymore. I want everyone to know that we're lovers. As I told people, I'm golden lovers. I'm really looking forward to the wedding because there's every chance, you know. Traffic's bad. I want to kiss the bride. No. <laughs> Just saying, tra- traffic's bad that year, so it's... <laughs> or it will be once I put all, the, you know, the wacky races style, you know, <laughs> oil slick, paint the side of a, of a mountain, same colour as the ra- the road. Are you coming to the party next week? I hope so. Yeah. Did I, I can't remember if I invited you officially yeah. or not. Okay, that's fine then, that's fine. But you booked me like a... I did book you, A little dog that wanted out. I booked you. We're having the engagement due next week. I just make sure that you are coming along. My mum and dad are making a trip to Newcastle for it. So you're going to meet my mum and dad. You can meet my parents at last. Uh, And Alex's parents are coming along as well. So it's going to be... It's it's going to be the the WWF invasion of, (laughs) of Tom and Alex's world. Where it's like... All these, all these major players from different parts of our lives oh. all hanging out together. Can they coexist? Oh, God love you for comparing this wonderful, possibly greatest moment of your life to WWF Invasion. Yeah, because Booker T might be there. <laughs> That's a joke, but Sean Stasiak we could probably get. 
<laughs> the week's what? notice. Oh, oh he's, he's doing nothing. And I, you know what's even better than this episode? Speaking of cross hours, I'm drinking your cup of coffee. I, do you know what? I didn't want to say. <laughs> because, like, I thought, you got my messy mug. I thought, okay. It's like we've kissed. That's fine. And I took a sip of that and I went, there's no sugar in this. And I was like, ah. No. I did, but I didn't want to be rude in case you hadn't just, you just forgot to put sugar in. So I had that thing. I was like, ooh. That's better. There we Whoa. go. Um, so we're, we're, the party's next week for us. This is the big thing in our world. And, and I, you know, the struggle is real. If you're one of the nine, possibly ten women that listen to the Cult Classic Classics Smackdown review, you're all coming out of the woodwork now. I see you with your breasts. Um, the struggle is very real. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to getting like getting ready for a party, because right? Alex, my wife to be, bless her, has uh, got and sent back I think three outfits now uh, for the party. She's she's bought them online. All she's right. tried them. They don't fit the way they do on the website. Always the risk of buying stuff oh, online. Oh, I see. This is why I never buy. Like yeah. I always have to go in store to try them. Or or she's got them and realised actually I don't. This this doesn't this doesn't work for me. I don't know the color. I think one came in the wrong color. Uh, it's been a chew on, and she's ended up going for one of the. Th where back back when we started playing the party, I said, "What about that lovely black jumpsuit that you've got?" She's now going. I'm going to go with the black jumpsuit <laughs> after back and forth. And mm -hmm. then, but then but the, again, the, the struggle is real for for women when it comes to men because she went, like, "Have you got an outfit ready?" I went, "Yeah, I bought a shirt on Tuesday. I've just hung it up." <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'll probably wear these hey, jeans. On the way to work. I went, yeah. oh, that'll do. Nipped into next. Off the rack. Off the rack. <laughs> and I'll have, I like that one. I'll have that one. She said, that's it then. I said, well, I'll wear my suit jacket over it. It'll be all right. She yeah, went, the, the, the suit jacket will cover the Sonic is best. <laughs> I saved, I'm saving that for the wedding. That's going to be me good top. The Sonic is best top for the wedding. Where are we having our wedding, Tom? <laughs> Green Hill Zone. Green Hill Zone. Get in there, you cowards. Um, so the struggle is real. It's a similar conversation we had with getting the hair done because Alex has to book her hair like weeks in advance and it's it's very expensive for a woman to get her hair done normally. Um, at least in Atlas for Alex it is. Whereas like there was one day I came home and she went, you're Jerker. I went, yeah, I was just on the way home, just nipped and just, yeah, jumped, right. just popped in the barbers. It's like, there's really? a guy at the bus stop doing them. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what? We're close to that as a society. I gave him a pack of cigarettes. He went, hey, up, here you go. <laughs> It's just, just a short back and Men. <laughs> he gave me a haircut. What haircut do you want? The men haircut, yeah. please. Short Say back no side. more, son. <laughs> Go in anywhere nice on your holidays. <laughs> yeah, you watch, you watch, Buzz. You watch the footy. <laughs> on your holidays. Watch the footy on your holidays. I'm having a football holiday. <laughs> Whilst watching the X Factor. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Uh, just You're a bit tired today. You're a slippy boy. Not sleepy, just out of it. I'm still recovering from a cold, which is bollocks, because I only had, like, two bloody weeks ago, uh, was a bit under it, which I am pretty sure was just a resurgence, a resurrection of little COVID. Even though every bastard test I did came back negative, I'm like, nah, hang on, don't lie to me, body. Mm -hmm. um, who's running this ship? <laughs> like Homer arguing with his brain. <laughs> but now it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm down again, but then it's it was so happy in a weird way. Me and my mates were going to have a board game meetup. It's like, wow, that's great. We're all free. Ooh. And then the day beforehand, it's like, are we still meeting up? And every person at the same time on Discord was like, I'm a bit under the weather, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> but I said, it, actually, it's good that we all waited like the day beforehand to say this, because obviously I did as well. But 
it would have been funny as hell if we all showed up and we're all out like, hey, all right, all right. oh, we're all, ah, oh, well, I don't want to let this down. But it's just, so I'm all right to sit and talk bollocks wrestling. That's fine. That's not exactly. Prop you up and talk bollocks. Stay in first gear doing that. But it's, no records have been broken in my area. No. No. Yeah. That's Star fine. jumps is as far as I've got. And it's, it'll just go. I know. So we just goes, like, yeah. But I, I was so out of it. I've been playing a very mindless one piece game for PS4 because I was like, I need some of distractors. I'm sick of just watching wrestling. So play it. And it's just like um, uh, something Warriors, what's it called? Dynasty Warriors. That's it. Yes. So it's like that with the one piece. Oh, you're just so like running to like. Hack, a, hack, a, hack. A, a it's you versus 10,000 people. Hack, 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 hack. And it, it's, it's very, very simple. And it's like, okay, fine. I could do that. Titans. I'm sick of this and I've got the Final Fantasy 7 remake so I was like oh, I haven't played that let me stick this in and as soon as it got to like press this button to do this thing press this other button to do this other thing I'm like I'm not really ready for this mm, we got too much you want stuff that's a bit mindless yeah I'm just there like staring going huh <laughs> can I go up to a, a, someone and press X they say dialogue I don't want to <laughs> oh this is what the combat looks like now oh okay right I, I have to like actually a, think oh no I like a nice mindless game though it's nice to yeah. do that sometimes, isn't it? Like when Alex has uh, a day off, um, she will. It was during lockdown. It was The Sims. I think we talked about this on the podcast. But it's been Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a long time. Yeah. We started playing Black Flag the other night. Hey, I've got that one. That's the problem. Is that we've gone we've gone the wrong way because Valhalla, in terms of like gameplay and stuff is so advanced compared to the other ones. Oh, is it? When you play Black Flag, Alex is like, it just doesn't, it feels less responsive, I guess because it's oh. not as adaptive as Valhalla is. So right. Black Flag, whilst it's a fun game, she's like, there's things that you can do in Valhalla that you can't do in this, like little things that I miss. You know, I think if you played Black Flag, you'd have become adapted to Black Flag and then you'd have played Valhalla and you're going, oh, this is amazing. Uh, yeah. But, um, Whilst cleaning out, I found um, the Christmas present I bought for her for in 2020, which is because she got really into Valhalla when we were in lockdown, and I had a guide made. She couldn't buy like she said. All I want is like oh, a, like a prima yes. guide. I remember from, you doing this. Yeah. yeah, it's like she said. All I want is like a prima guide for like Valhalla. Yeah. They don't do them anymore. So for Chris for Christmas, I was uh, it was all when we were stuck at home. So I was getting up like two hours before my shift, and there was a there was a, a guide like a walkthrough of Assassin's Creed that was on like Game Facts or something. Yeah, and I had a couple of hours every morning where I just put it together as like a in a book form with images and maps picture. and stuff. It took ages, and uh, it was it's it's weird because like, she has never used it. And I said, "Do you want to keep this?" And she went, "Of course, I want to keep it. Like I don't play it, but it's one of the most thoughtful gifts anybody's ever done for me." I remember her cry. Like the, we have this thing we try and make each other cry with a present. It's gonna be expensive, but we try and make <laughs> each other cry. Like, just, you know, because we love each other. I try and make her cry. Like, like I made her cry when I got a Fleetwood Mac tickets. Oh, okay. Oh, that type of, not like a, a dead time. owl in a box. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, I thought you wanted to cry. It's the cat. <laughs> cut his legs off. Um, <laughs> cry. I wouldn't do that to Pablo. He'd kill me. Um, but, and, and it was nice that this book, whilst it didn't cost as much, I mean, it cost like, 50 quid in printing <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like it. Fleetwood Mac tickets and hotels in London it's much better it had the same desired effect it made her do a cry she went this is so oh, really lovely so thoughtful it's difficult to explain to people why it's so thoughtful but I know it's thoughtful but um yeah, you so put a lot of thought and effort into that and I appreciate it almost as much thought as that an effort as our lovely viewers that's, that's that right uh, listeners there we go that works both I guess sufferers Suffer, suffering succotash that's right uh 
put into their emails that they send to us. I want to say thank you because we had record Saturday downloads last week. Did we? Mm. Record Saturday downloads oh. on the podcast feed. So thank you for supporting us. Appreciate it. I blame that cultaholic quote out of context. <laughs> oh, and, and also give some mad love to Cultaholic, out of con- cultaholic Classic Review out of context, who takes bits. And do you know what? They want? It's wonderful because uh, they tag me in the tweets and they tag you in the tweets yeah. and Sam and Jackins. And half the time, it'll come up and I'll go, when did I say that? On oh, Monday. <laughs> and I'll have forgotten that I said it. So I appreciate the energy. Like, it's something that the, the Coltolic Classic Review Out of Context is, is not affiliated with us. It's somebody who listens to this nonsense, who supports it, and we're very grateful. And they can do this as a quote, can't they? Please yeah. do that as a quote. We love Coltolic Classic Review Out of Context. There's a quote. They are not a smeghead. They are not a smeghead. It's not the Red Dwarf thing. So. Uh, nor are the following people. All right, so Classic at Coltolic. Oh, wait, so last week's got a look. Oh. So people like me stumbling to remember the Deep Space Nine character. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Oh, that uh, was fun. Uh, uh, Google, who are Deep Space Nine characters? Remember quickly. I can Whatever. reassure you there is Sorry. there is no Deep Space Nine this week. You're, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. Um, classic at cultaholic.com is our email address. If you have anything you'd like to chat about on the classic SmackDown, Raw, or Nitro review, you can do it via that platform. Uh, good day, guys. Good day. It's an Australian. Ooh. What are the stats on that, Tom? Uh, I'm a, an Australian. It's at least two. I think it's about 450, I think, last time I checked. For this podcast, at least. I don't know for the general. On last week's episode, you guys referenced the Australian rock band, The Angels, and their infamous oh. song add-on, No Way, Get Fucked, Fuck yeah. Off. Will I ever see? Oh, because I loved the Australian last time, and it was just like... Yeah! I was like, you Australian, and I had to think, uh, will I ever see your face again? <laughs> no way, get fucked, fuck off! <laughs> so this is the second Australian to reach out. Maybe the third or the fourth. Um, yes, am I ever going to see your face again? No way, get fucked, fuck, fuck, fuck off! <laughs> When my parents were young, they used to see them frequently when they toured the local areas around the oh, country lovely. before that extra line was added in from the crowds. Oh. I saw them live a few years ago with my family and wanted to know if there's been any bands that your parents had seen when they were younger and decades later, you've also gone to see as well. Oh, what a cool question. Wow. I like that. Like, uh, uh, I'll finish off your thought. I only started watching wrestling in 2003, 2004 when I was around eight years old. So all the nostalgia jokes go right over my head. However, <laughs> I am enjoying learning about the wrestling times before my fandom began. I'm currently working in, day- in dairy in rural Victoria. So I have hours to listen to all the classic reviews whilst either milking cows or riding bikes. Love, wow. to all the- love for all the work you guys do with the classic reviews. L- literally, the milky bike kid, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, P.S. I'm aware this is a question that could work for the actual podcast, the full flat, full fat podcast, but that requires too much explanation, and you quite <laughs> can't swear on it. So what's the point? That's right. That's fucking right. You fuck, fuck, uh, b- boobs. Um, so a band that. By the way, thank you very much for hailing all the way from uh, Derry. Some people call it London Derry. Hey, um, oof. milk. Did I tell you the other day? I heard someone call it on the phone. From that part of the world, they called it London Dairy. Really? And I'm like, oh, I thought that was what we did. <gasps> I thought that was just, yeah. Oh. I thought we just got it wrong. I was just like, I was marking out, bro. Was it so, Jay Hunter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for that lovely question. And the Angels, yes. Do you know that song yet? I don't know. Yeah. I, I will learn it. Because you know, you know how um, 
because uh, I'm living next door to Alice. Alice? Who the fuck is Alice? That's right. Yeah, that it's the Australian version of that. Oh, nice. Was it Smoggy? What was the name of that band? The Angels. No, no, the one that did Alice. Um, it was... Um, Smoggy doesn't sound right. It was Roy Chubby Brown, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was the guy that he did a, du- a duet with, <laughs> I guess. Roy Chubby Brown. Roy Chubby Brown and this band that he found. They're like, oh, we wrote the fucking song. <laughs> that's like the time. That's like the time. When, that's like the time when my geography teachers asked us who discovered the North Pole, and I said, with genuine, with genuine wholesome honesty, was it Michael Palin? <laughs> <laughs> Famous for Monty Python. <laughs> Infamous for discovering the North Pole. Because <laughs> he did a show in the 90s called Pole to Pole, where he went from the North Pole to the South Pole. And in my naivety, I thought he discovered the North Pole. I didn't even know he did a Pole to Pole show. I, I know he did oh, the like, brilliant. and he did the holiday shows. So he'd go around like Europe and whatever and go, oh, this is nice. Ooh, Greece is hot. So I thought there was one episode where, ooh, we should go to the North Pole for a holiday. <laughs> Have a lovely holiday. That place I discovered. <laughs> It's just him advertising, bragging. <laughs> just me showing off. I've called it Palin Pole. He's him. He took the photo of the uh, Scotsman playing his bagpipes, that one penguin. That's <laughs> on Wikipedia. Um, I'm trying to think, because my dad, like, whenever I get into a band from the 60s or 70s, and I'd be like, wow, King Crimson are really good. My dad'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, all right, you prick. You know, so... Um, but then again, my dad always, always tells me about... Do you have your dad do this if he's into music when he's like, hey, I saw Led Zeppelin, uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer with Jimi Hendrix's support and it was a fiver to get in and you got a free Bovril. It's like those stories. <laughs> You're like, you fucking what? N-dubs <laughs> is playing at the arena this week, mate. Like, oh, it's not, you don't get free Bovril. 300 quid for a VIP ticket and you only get like a little, little bum bag. Yeah, they have to check you've got money on you before they let you in. And like, you saw who and what and what, what? So, um, bollocks. The only one for me, like my dad never really went to gigs and stuff. Like the, the, the joke that we have in my house is like my dad, um, my, my dad's got a very broad palette of music because in the sense that he doesn't really have anything he's really into music wise. As far as I know, he quite liked Green Day for a bit. My dad did. Oh, okay. My dad then went, oh, there's this, I was into, when I was at college, I was into, Dis- I was into Disturbed. Just, <laughs> yes. You know. Oh no, that, that, their first album period, they were great. Through with the compliment to my rope. Second album, I'll accept it. Yeah, prayer was good. Prayer was a banging, and I. Now that that first album though, it just sounds like wow. Oh wow! But so I played them at home, and they're like, oh. Anyway, sorry. It's great. Sing to stir the rest of the song. But then my damn it. Then my dad went, hey, have you heard this? Because they because they were like they I used to play it as a kid, and they're like, oh, it's a bit noisy. And then a few years ago, my dad was like, oh, have you heard this? This is great. This is this guy's really good. And it was Disturbed, The Sound of Silence. <laughs> and he went, has it got an album out? I said, you won't like the album. Yeah. <laughs> Promise you, you won't like the album. But he loves The Sound of Silence. There's Simon and Garfunkel cover. The only one for me in terms of gigs that my parents saw that I've seen, is probably Elton John. Uh. My mom went to gigs, Elton gigs when she was like in her 20s and in her 30s. And we all, we've been to a few and I've been to see him with my mum like later years, you know, when he became like a club singer. <laughs> Are we, to the point where like, it, it's very different um, to the point where my mum went, my mum loves Elton John. Like he's, that's, we were brought up on Elton John, but she said, do not anybody ever, anyone ever buy me Elton John tickets for Christmas. I do not want to go see him again. 
because he's just a club singer now. And I'm like, it, it, uh, it'll affect the memory uh, of me right? going I, to see I him. wanted to go see Meatloaf um, last few years when he was touring. And because it's like, Meatloaf, because, mm. oh my God, Battle of Hell, et cetera, et cetera, just amazing. And be like, and I saw clips of him. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I like missed him every cylinder. time. It's like, he's still, like, weren't like guys like Chuck Berry and whatever still touring before they died? Like, the year they died, they were still going, mm. whatever. But anyway, um, I'm annoyed that the answer's no, because uh. really, given my love of, like, that period of music that my dad loves as well, like, it should be yes, but more things have happened when I've seen the band and I've dragged my dad to them than the other way around. Like, the Wild Hearts, I got my dad into, and now he loves them, um... Less than Jake and Real Big Fish. Nice. Like, uh, yeah, it's so weird. It should be the way around, right? But it's not. Um, mostly because the bands that I like and my dad likes, uh, they're all dead. <laughs> they died of old age. Oh, bless them. Or, you know, it's a band like Lynyrd Skynyrd where it's like, Lynyrd Skynyrd on tour. You're like, no, hang on. Are they though? <laughs> Are they, is Lynn Skinner, is it, is it like the Drifters? Where there's like 400 uh, members of the Drifters? And you, uh, you'll just get like a selection of five that are free that night. Never mind the Drifters, it's more like uh, Trigger's Broom. <laughs> How do you still call it the same band? <laughs> still got the drummer. Sugar Babes, isn't it? Trigger's Broom. <laughs> Sugar Babes are Trigger's Broom. Oh, they like because because they, they all three original members of Sugar Babes are literally there was a there was a, a thing a few years ago and it was ripe for comedy when all the three so one member left they got replaced yeah. another left they got replaced to the point where the original members of Sugar Babes were looking to get back together but they couldn't call themselves Sugar Babes oh. <laughs> so they had to call themselves uh, Harlem Heat two thousand um. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> my mum has been to my mum's quite like up there with music and stuff. Uh, she went to see, she went my brother to go see CeeLo Green. My mum really liked CeeLo Green, randomly. And me and mum, last gig me and my mum went to was we went to go see John Grant, who's uh, a singer that my mum loves from America. He's from Jurassic Park, isn't he? <laughs> he? He was Sorry. that time. But if you know John Grant, me and my mum went to a John Grant gig and it was a, a wonderful night. It was a lovely time. Uh, but anyway, thank you to the Milky Bike kid. kid. Yeah, so we probably talked about that hour, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I'll read. Thank you for neighbours. <laughs> yes. Why'd you take it away from us, you coward? I'll read your lovely, lovely diddlers. I'm a massive fan of both the SmackDown and Raw reviews. Sorry, Sam Driver. I'm a WWE boy for life. I'm still a big fan of yours. I won't tell him. He'll cry. I wanted to let you know that your dulcet tones, your bulldog impressions, and the many faces of Kane, Cool Kane, naturally my favorite. It's everyone's favorite. I've kept my head above water and seen me through a very low period in my life while battling addiction and depression. And I cannot possibly thank you enough. A thank you uh, for reaching out. My preamble is out of the way now, and I have a question for you. If you could book a, if you could fantasy book a five-match card between the Raw roster, 95 to 97, and the SmackDown roster, 2000 to 2002, who would you book and why? Right. So this might have to be a double-pronged who's, answer. Who's that from? So this is from uh, former Nigeria and QPR <laughs> centre-back Danny Shitu, a.k.a. Elliot. <laughs> Hello, Elliot. Hello, thank you for that thank you for letting me know uh, uh, us know that we helped you through these trying times pal and uh, well done for being honest about these things yeah it's difficult to sometimes and we appreciate you doing so and mm. if, if us talking bollocks helps in any way then we're honoured and so. we will continue to talk bollocks bollocks we shall talk yeah. so um, this is like the inaugural brawl between Raw 95 yeah. the 96 and well, you obviously are the crossover master here, so mm. why don't you say someone from Raw and I'll say someone from SmackDown. That sounds good. That sounds good. We'll do that. So, um, so Traditional five on five. Right. So a tag team. So we'll do a tag match representing right. Raw from 96 
Um, just because we were talking about them before we started recording, the Godwins. Ah, oh. don't go messing with a country boy, complete with the pigs that they were dragging out to the ring with yeah. them on this week's classic. All right, so hog and pig and pig, hillbilly Jim. So, so it's, okay, so uh, pick a tag team for the for the, the Godwins to face. In, oh, uh, I'd say Edge and Christian. Ooh. and I guess Kurt can be their pig at ringside. <laughs> nice, I like your style. Okay. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with, oh, Vader with Jim Cornette. In fact, right, let's, right. Let's, let's, make it, let's make it a Camp Cornette match. So it'll be oh, okay, Vader, go. British Bulldog, and Owen Hart. Okay. Six-man tag. So Vader, Bulldog, and Owen Hart on the Raw side. So well, to beat Vader with Cornette, it's got to be Cool Kane. Cool naturally. Kane. He'll just, you know, Vader will come out and go, who's the man? And Cool Kane be like, me. I am the man, I'm Cool Kane. Uh, and then just get on his mo- motorcycle and just cr- run over that big metal mask thing that he wasn't wearing in 96. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> Owen Hart. Who's a sneaky little get? Crash Holly. Oh. Yes, I can see that working well. Nice. Hey, he hit me with a cast. Ah. <laughs> so. I did not hit him with so a So you got Kane, Crash uh, Holly. And a bulldog. For bulldog. And we can't pick bulldog again. You then. could just pick blue jean bulldog. Blue jean bulldog versus Union Jack bulldog. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, just for the promos alone. <laughs> Tonight, you'd be look like looking like a Daily Mirror <laughs> cheeseburger. Get a daily cheeseburger. Stop trying to have sex in my world. This week's Raw started. Tomorrow. With, this week's Raw started with bull, a clip of Bulldog bursting into uh, the locker room with uh, Michael Hayes and uh, I think Todd Pettigill are going, Shawn Michaels wants to have sex in my wife. I was like, it's going to be a good week. You pervert. <laughs> you scumbag. You philanderer. You fornicator. Pervert. Okay, like it. So um, on the Raw side. A Bulldog in every corner. <laughs> Union Jack Bulldog, Blue Jeans Bulldog, <laughs> oh, Wigan Mine Bulldog. Okay, um, n- okay, nineteen ninety six Mankind. Two thousand. Uh... Okay, I really stand. Not really stands out that much, you know. One, William Regal. Nice, nice. He calls himself all of bloody mankind. <laughs> so if I beat him, I beat everybody. Put his hands down my bloody mouth. Weirdo. Uh, um, I put are, worse things in my mouth. Ooh. Women's divisions are a bit... Scrummy, scrummy. <laughs> scrummy, scrummy. Hello. Man with the mask. Um, women's divisions are a bit thin yeah. in general, but I think I'll go with uh, I'll go with Alundra Blaze. I was going to say, who else? <laughs> or, either Alundra Blaze or Bull Nakano. Oh, Alundra Blaze versus China would have been... Oh, yeah. Alundra Blaze versus yeah. China. That's a good shot. Alundra Blaze versus China. Okay, we'll do a heavyweight, heavy hitter match. So... Um, we will pick Big Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> or do we do? Or do we do Big Daddy Cool? Do we do the dudes with attitudes? Yeah, we'll do the dudes with attitudes. Big Daddy Cool oh, Diesel okay, and Shawn yeah. Michaels. Chat full of straps. Versus what? the two-man what? power trip, Austin and Tripper. Brilliant! There you go. <laughs> That's a hell of a night. What a pittance! Yeah, like they do the the high five to start off the match, and then Austin and Triple H do a big hug. Yeah! There you go. Easy money. Hey, thank you. That's fun. D- Danny, if you mm-hmm. listen, sorry, sorry. Danny. Danny. I called you Elliot. Danny <laughs> Shitty's your fake <laughs> thank name. Thank you, QPR. God damn it. 
Um, Elliot, listen to the classic Raw review, not this week, the week after, because we've recorded ahead. Time is a construct of human perception. Um, and uh, <laughs> my, uh, my dad is a computer. I don't know why that makes you laugh so um, much. You will, you'll hear our version of that on the Raw side of things. I'll pitch it to Jack Atkins. We'll do it then. But it won't don't, be don't this worry. Monday coming. It'll be you the don't next need to. Monday. You just heard the best bit. Go on, <laughs> true. Uh, thank you. Classic at cultaholic.com. If you would like to send an email to us. I really need to go to the toilet before we start. Oh, you're I doing it to me. I'm doing it to you. Oh. I, I, drank, I drank a big pint of water before we started. Oh, that'll, so that'll get if, it done. If you can, if you can, um, but I'll kill time, don't worry. Uh, on the way into work today, I get the number 38, which was late as usual. And a woman who got on my stop was sure to give the bus driver an earful, which I think is very, very harsh. Uh, it's not the bus driver's fault because he went, well, traffic, like, what do you want me to do? No bus driver in their right minds going to turn up to a northeast woman and go, I just couldn't be asked. So, you know, he went, look, it's the traffic. What do you want me to do? And she went, hey, the traffic, the traffic. Be really, you know, uh, cunty, for, better, for want of a better term. So we're driving in, and it's proper windy. Fair enough. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, see people sensibly driving better. So we'll go through town, go through the arsenal town on the way to Sunnyford, which is where we're doing this, and uh, go around. A th- it's not that... Out of, a, uh, out of a corner, out of a roundabout, but I guess it is if you're driving a double-decker bus. Double-decker bus goes from the roundabout onto this corner and turns, and there's a pump, and it makes everyone go, whoa, what the hell? And Because I'm on the top deck, and I was like, whoa, and everyone's looking around, and I'm just like, just, we just some tree branches, don't worry. Just tree branches happen to be sticking out, but it's not like not like a one-pin willow, just some trees. Uh, so we go along there, drive a little around, people are still doing the head thing, you know, they're like meerkats, They've heard, you know, a killer warthog coming towards them. They're like, what the fuck was that? So, carry on driving, and it's my stop next, thankfully. And press the bell, ding, uh, like Earl Hebnut's Five Series 97. And I go down, and the glass in the door has been smashed. And apparently, it was caused by just these branches, but I'm still trying to figure out how that works. I thought. How often does that happen? And so I'm like, oh, this is my stop. Thanks, bus driver. Oh, shit. And then he's like, oh, oh have, have fun. You know, as the bus driver's out on his phone and people are behind, like, still in the bus going, uh, we're going to have to wait, aren't we? Because there's glass everywhere and there's an enormous hole. Um, and I'm just like, ha, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> a five-minute walk to the office. So that killed some time. <laughs> wow. Tom's back. I remember some Billy Joel lyrics. I wanted to share them before we did anymore. Oh, great. And the piano, it sounds like a carnival. And the microphone smells like beer. And they sit at the bar and put bread in my jar and say, man, what are you doing here? Right. So this week on the world of wrestling in 2001. (laughs) Just thought of that on the way back from the toilet. Um, Mate, I've got some terrible news for you. Some terrible news for you. Oh, good. The WWF is dead. Oh. It's dead, mate. Oh. Uh, the World Wide Fund for Nature, <gasps> which is best known for its efforts to save endangered animals, has won a court battle today on the 9th of August, 2001, a space odyssey against the World Wrestling Federation regarding use of the WWF trademark. Now, this goes all the way back uh, to like the to the, the 1994, I do believe, because the Wildlife Fund was founded in the 60s, right, yeah. hmm. and the Worldwide Wrestling Federation became the World Wrestling Federation in the 70s, in the late 70s. 
So they've, they've gone back and forth about who uses the trademark. In 1994, the Wildlife Fund for Nature uh, worked out a limited use agreement with the, w, with the World Wrestling Federation, uh, which allows Vince to use the initials uh, regarding that it is restricted uh, so that within their certain parameters. In April of last year, says the Observer, the fund filed suit in London to, quote, protect its global brand and reputation from any connection with professional wrestling, claiming the Federation gave up on the agreement around 1997 with the creation of the website WWF.com. The fund was also concerned that there would be confusion between the two organizations since the WWF is now expanding into other parts of the world, including Europe. According to several Wire reports, the fund was particularly concerned by criminal proceedings taken against the Federation in the US. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. <laughs> and by an article in Penthouse alleging its wrestlers and employees were involved in violence, drug free-for-alls, <laughs> and sexual harassment, pedophilia, and <laughs> sexual assault. Just uh, I don't know why I laughed at that. I'm really sorry. It was just the, the fact that the panda people, like, well, people might confuse that with us. That's it. That's the bit And it's that's... just like, uh, oh, yeah. I even thought about that. Like, no, no, no. The pandas are, aren't doing that. As if somebody went, oh, I gave some money to the WWF. Or oh, which wrestler did you fund? Hulk Hogan. Like, <laughs> which animal did you save? <laughs> Big boss man. Like, like how would you confuse? You'd have to be a I real think... idiot to confuse them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, the um, marketplace... Um, confusion thing, obviously, I don't think nah, no one thinks no. that, but it's have you got more to say about this, by the way? Because a little bit more. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, Justice, Justice Robin Jacob ruled that the Federation had indeed breached their agreement over yeah. the use of the logo and the trademark. Uh, Jacob wrote in the ruling that the WWF could continue to use the initials in a limited capacity here in the US, but the WWF.com website address would have to be changed as the Wildlife Fund owns WWF.org. Uh, WWFE issued a press release on Thursday afternoon announcing their plans to appeal, uh, saying we are pleased the judge agreed with our position that the Wildlife World Wildlife Fund has acted to restrain our rights to trade. However, we are disappointed that the judge accepted the fund's justifications for these restraints without affording us a full trial and the right to question the fund on its need for these restrictions. WWF attorney Jerry McDivitt, there he is. Uh -oh. All these millions and millions of fans, if the environmental group had its way, would type in WWF.com and instead of seeing everything they've seen for years, are going to be directed to their site and learn about panda bears and whatever they're doing to save the world. Mm, interesting. This everything that they've said in, again, all the marketplace stuff goes out the window when a simple fact there that you've said there. They had an agreement and they immediately breached it. Yeah. That was it. They were fucked from there on. If you made an agreement and then you go, nah, then... Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, uh, <laughs> they were fucked. Yeah. And it's one of the only two times, I believe, unless you can correct me or think of any others, that WF lost and lost badly in court. The other one being Jesse Ventura. Mm, I don't think there was many others, was there really? There's not many. They've got a good, good streak <clears throat> going. But like, this was a time when they were completely in the wrong... They completely just went, yeah, uh, we had those agreements and we completely just broke them because <laughs> we, we were going to do pandas and uh, that. But I never thought, again, before, I never thought, like, uh, never correlated those things like W8, w, Worldwide Fund for Nature, not really caring, I guess, about, all right, well, no one's going to mix us up. And then it's just like, then reading the newspaper, WWF, sex steroid scandal. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 those are our letters. No, <laughs> no. Hang you on. say it's something to do with you, but how do you explain those muscly pandas? <laughs> I see you. I see you, wildlife fun for nature, you <sighs> pieces of shit. Uh, 
<laughs> I do have in my, and I should have worn it today. I should have thought. I do have that classic T-shirt, oh. with the BF logo with the panda. Yeah, the panda I, my dad got me one of those for Christmas as well. It's yeah. great. It's a good little gag. That. Um, uh, do you know heard the rumor when the Dudleys had their issue where they turned out they weren't allowed to use the name the Dudleys when they left WWE? Oh, in case, in case, <laughs> known copyright. Expert Paul Heyman gets cross with. Yeah, them. it was no, it was a weird thing where they were. Well, that's ours, and I was like, no, we had this before, and it was a really weird thing where they didn't own it. Like, oh bollocks! The rumor was that they were going to show up as Team WWF in uh, TNA. <laughs> I don't know if that was a made-up thing or whatever, but it was a like strong rumor that it's going to be like, oh, the Panda people or something like that, just to get at them, just which, to just to wind them up. What a, what a weird world that would have been in, but that would have been a very strange. That sadly, that did not happen. Um, in terms of like what we see as like a watchers week to week, like I remember as a fan hearing about this lawsuit, but didn't yeah. really think about the implications of it. You notice that in the in the credits roll at the end of episodes, it'll start saying WWFE, yeah, because they're trying to sort of lessen the impact. It will eventually lead to the company yeah. getting the f out, but that's not for a little while. Yeah, don't worry. Um, I want to run through this, Ted, quick, because on the same night as this episode of SmackDown, uh, the Brian Pillman Memorial Show is happening. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a long night of wrestling, and it's a hell of a lineup. Now, bear in mind that SmackDown is putting the can on Tuesday. So you've got WWF stars who are turning up on this, because, but on, weirdly, on the same night. And also, something happens on this night that is happening... Literally, as they speak on TV, it's really strange how it's all put together. I'll explain. I remember it was actually on the t same show, sorry, same day as SmackDown. Yes, so as right. SmackDown's going out on UPN, this show is happening from the oh. Oak Hills High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Uh, so the first part of the show was an independent showcase. Uh, so here's some of the here's some of the results of that. Mm -hmm. Nigel McGuinness beats Doug Basham. Opening okay. match. Nigel both men McGuinness. currently retired. Yes, both very much so. Uh, McGuinness cut a promo before the match saying that Machine had fooled around with his wife. So that's that's how you win the baby face love. Uh, Rob Conway and Ron Waterman beat the Disciples of oh, Sin. Oh, God, Ron Waterman. Yeah, man. Uh, H2O. He was yeah, H2, H2 no was rubbish. <laughs> Conway I liked. I think he's still doing anybody's stuff. J.R. Ryder beat Stampede's Principal Richard Pound, who I've never heard of, but apparently his gimmick was a school teacher, a school principal. Principal Pound. When he gets ready to go to his finishing move, he screams, now we go to school. <laughs> if you're Richard Pound, reach out. Uh, Chad Collier beat Donovan Morgan. God, Chad Collier was one of these indie darlings that never yeah. really went anywhere. Donovan Morgan, um, I think he got more hype than he possibly deserved because of his appearance in Beyond the Map. Yes. Uh, I, he had some tours in Noah. I saw him and just thought, whatever. Uh, Cody Hawk and Lance Cade beat um, wow. the Island Boys, soon to be known as Three Minute Warning. You are, pff, look so at that. They're getting a run out. Uh, for the, 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 the feud begins here. The iconic feud begins here on this night at the Brian Pillman Memorial Show. Randy Orton beats Prototype. <laughs> the first Orton Cena match takes place in Too 2001. Uh, Damager and Mike Hard beat the A squad. Fuck off. Mike Who? Hard. Mike Hard. Mike Hard. <laughs> he wants to become Mike Power from the Mike Christmas. Hard in brackets has been declined. <laughs> Mike Hard. 
Uh, they Awful. were they were replacing injured stars Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin. Oh, so that's a tough order, isn't I it? I never heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> Nobody's. Uh, the Haas brothers beat Steve Bradley and Rico Constantino. Oh, wow. Haas brothers are expected to get a call to the WWF at some point, according to this. Mm. Steve Regal was introduced as the honorary commissioner for the second part of the night mm -hmm. uh, because last year he had that banger with Benoit that yep. pretty much got his career back. Uh, so nice to see him here. Uh, Matt Stryker beat Chad Collier and Sharkboy and Pepper Parks in a four-way for the HWA Cruiserweight title. Pepper Parks? Pepper Parks. Not, Ring a bell? Not TNA's... And, yeah, wait, the Blade, isn't it? Um... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I was. Wait a minute. Uh, you keep on reading, and I'm like, I swear Nick Dinsmore beat Race Steel to become the HWA champion. Wait, wait, who? Race Steel. Not A Steel. Race no, Steel. Race Steel. Apparently, I mean, I mean, it could have been it A Steel. Been, yeah, yeah. It could have been A Steel. It could have been a typo. Terry Taylor beat Bobby Eaton in a Legends match with Ricky oh. Steamboat as the ref. The only it. guy I'd want to see <laughs> wrestle is the fucking ref. Say it, le le legend. Yeah, where, where are they? No, no but uh, Eaton. Obviously, I'm, I'm joking. Ah, oh, okay. Eaton. Yeah, I'm joking. Eaton, damn near killed her. Uh, Steve Carino beat David Flair to retain the NWA title. Um, <laughs> David Flair. David. Not Logan Paul getting a uwu title shot so he doesn't look that bad. It doesn't, does it? Yeah, it is the Blade. Oh, I thought I'd recognize that name. I just dope. had to check, yeah. Get it I imagine you've been going that long, bloody hell. Mm. Uh, no. Mark Henry beat Hugh Morris in a Battle of the Big Boys. Uh, Lita beat Victoria, who has been impressing ah. people as of late. She was one of the Godfathers and ladies, and she's right. been down in Ohio. Save the hose. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she doesn't say the hose lady. Evan Courageous beat Chris Candido. Uh, Evan came oh, out with God. Missy Hyatt, and Candido came out with Tammy Sitch. Of course. Uh, the uh, figure four say, even though Tammy is like 10 years younger than Missy, pretty much every report we got said Missy looked a million times better. Perry Saturn well, and Dean Malenko teaming up to beat Raven and Just Incredible. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. And in the main event, the Hardys beat Edge and Christian and Diamond Dallas Page and Chris Canyon. Uh, this match was shuffled around several times because Jeff missed his flight to the show and they had to move it to the main event. He made it like an hour before bell time. There was some confusion as Diamond Dallas Page and Chris Canyon came out with the WWF Tag Team Championships. <laughs> what's, they really? What's that all about? On a show... Okay. What's that all about? I guess we'll find out Ooh. when we get into SmackDown this week. <laughs> Mate, is this also the show you're about to say it? Didn't Dean Malenko announce his retirement after the during this? Um, I haven't got it in my notes, but it's very likely that he did because this. I remember that Power Slam that he announced it, and it's like time. that's how he announced it, mm. like on, on a Brian Pillman memorial show because he wasn't on WF TV anymore. Uh, this might have been, yeah. It's like uh, it's a, not a bang but a whimper. And they had one more match with Chad Collier, I believe. Also, makes mention there. It's like some sort of passing of the guard, and then that was it. Oh. Leave the memories alone, Dean. Dean never got a good send-off, did he? He should have done. Big fanfare. Yeah, him and, him and Leader. One last banger. <laughs> oh. uh, to, we'll touch base very quickly uh, with two WWF legends, then we'll get into SmackDown for this week. Uh, Shawn Michaels did a live appearance to promote uh, a WWF show in Winnipeg. Uh, he was said to be in pretty good shape. He also did the kickoffs at the Bombers and Argonauts CFL game. Um, not in the great, like like a bit physically out of out of shape, out of condition, but like seems otherwise healthy, which is nice to hear. Um, Mick Foley appeared on um, appeared on the WWF conference call mainly to promote Robot Wars, which starts on the twentieth of <laughs> August at eight pm. Hey, it's great. Craig Charles is doing an excellent job. Bang bang. 
<laughs> he said he originally flew to England to do the show just for the fun of it, but ends up becoming a big fan. And uh, he's a big fan of Robot Wars, and he ends up doing a few in America. Did he do some in the UK as well? We were talking I don't about him doing earlier. the UK. No. But maybe he just really likes Craig Charles. Yeah. Maybe. That is the wrestling world for this week. Bloody hell. That's all the stuff that's going on. Let's go over to Murphy or Greg to go through this week's episode of, of Smackdown on a Thursday Ooh, night. Good save. Oh, good yeah. save. For August the 9th, 2001. Thank you, Tom. Thank it's you. It's a cold open. Or rather, a stone cold open as Austin is on a table with the camera focusing directly on his ass as he talks to the Alliance locker room, who are beneath him figuratively and literally. Uh, the words ECW and WCW are both said. This will be interesting if Tom has commented on the bankruptcy stuff. If he hasn't, then it isn't. <laughs> Just, we're carrying on for now. Yes, thank Update you. Update for you next week. Well done, past Matthew. Aston, Aston, whatever his name is, thanks his lovely wife, Deborah, because she attacked Lita on Raw after Lita ran Austin down. Damn it. First Rikishi, then Lita. <laughs> oh, oh, he means verbally. I do apologize. Austin was mad, so he beat Matt Hardy on Raw to feel a bit better. I feel Undertaker, Brock, and JBL would all follow this advice years later, <laughs> proving it does work. Austin then stunned Lita afterwards because she's, she's trash. He stunned her for every wrestler here and for the Alliance. So at SummerSlam, the fierce, <laughs> fearless leader, that's what he calls himself, will take on Angle. But a bigger deal than this match is the debut of Austin's what? What? Yeah. What? The worst thing to hit WWE until the sports pharmacy scandal. <laughs> Matthew in a good mood when he wrote this. Uh, witty, witty, wee, witty, woo, witty, woo intro. Just has WWF stuff in it, by the way. There's no alliance members mm. or clips. And I don't know why I wrote that, because why would they be? They're trying to take over. You might want to drink that witty, wee, witty, woo in. Witty, wee, witty, why? Because... That is the last time. No. We will hear Widdy Wee Widdy Woo. What's the theme after this? Uh, the Beautiful People. Again. Beautiful people. Wow. That song was already old by that point. This is the last episode of SmackDown that features the Widdy Wee Widdy Woo. Bollocks. I know, right? End of an era. I've got to redesign the graphic and everything. Oh, All no. All new SmackDown next week. But, oh. but, no, here's the thing. We lose the Widdy Woo, we gain the SmackDown fist. Oh. So, horses for course. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> He's allergic to the Smackdown fist. I'm, I'm allergic to shit. <laughs> Are you calling the Smackdown fist? Shit. Oh, but witty wee, witty woo. I know, I'm very sad. Leave the witty, witty woo. Witty, witty woo. Witty woo. Witty, witty woo. All right, the, the, this period of history associated with the witty wee, witty woo. Star Trek Voyager, Shasta McNasty. That claymation thing that China showed up in was rubbish. <laughs> All associated with this. The UPN period is our. Oh, it's the end of an era. Never coming back. Time is a construct of shit. <laughs> We're in LA. SummerSlam is really the mood down now by mentioning the last witty wee, witty woo. Witty, the uh, the SmackDown podcast will be hung at half. <laughs> half witty. Yeah. The, the, PN, the PNG will just be half up. The rest will be just that, that checkered thing that shows nothing there. <laughs> SummerSlam only 10 days away. 16,000 people are here for a SmackDown. <laughs> Jesus. Different world, isn't it, man? Yeah. Austin and the Dudleys take on Angle and the Hardys in the main event. An Austin match. No wonder the tickets are selling like Tweety and the Magic Gem. 
<laughs> or whatever that game was called. It's a big game last week. Everyone gets a free copy when they arrive. You can tell it was a big game because I had absolutely no comments or replies about that from last week. <laughs> APA, the WWF World Tag Team Champions are here. There's so many titles right now, I can't recall who they beat to get them. Can you think off the top of your head? Yes, they... Oh, gosh, they won it pre-Alliance. Um, they beat the Dudleys, I think. That's the only thing I can think pretty, of. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty sure the Dudleys. Yes. Oh. Yes, because the Dudleys beat Jericho and Benoit. And then the oh, to before King the Ring. Okay, yeah. well done. It, it, it took two men it to, is, to it guess It is difficult to, to keep track of all yeah. the titles. And especially when they're, the people challenging them are Canyon, the WWUS champion, and DDP, who has the title of Stinkiest Wrestler Alive. While on titles, let me have a quick thing for a second. So currently yeah. in the WWF, we've got the WWF title, the yep. WCW title, yep. the Intercontinental title, yep. the European title, yep. the United States yep. title, the, the women's title is currently not around, the hardcore title, yep. the WCW tag team title. Yep. Have I missed any? Light heavyweight. The light heavyweight title, the cruiserweight title. There's yep. nine currently. There's nine currently. Nine. On Dynamite, we have the AEW World, the TNT, yep. TBS, yep. AEW Women's, AEW yep. Tag, AEW Six yep. Man, Ring of Honor World, Ring of Honor TV, Pure Title, uh, Ring of Honor Women's Title, <laughs> Ring of Honor Six Man. Well done, yeah. <laughs> um, That's one I always forget. Um, also the AAA tag titles. That, All Atlantic uh, title. Yep, that one. Uh, FDR, uh, AAA what, uh, tag titles and AAA the um, IWGP. IWGP tag titles. <laughs> 14. Mental. Belts that exist in perpetuity on AEW. Yep. Compared to, and this feels enough in 2001. This feels too much. Yes. Uh, we see even more creepy photo setups backstage that Undertaker walks in on and destroys TD, <laughs> DDP's TVs, I wrote in here, just so it'd be funny to say. It's not really that funny. <laughs> so you can batter them. Uh, so DDP can then batter Undertaker while he's battering tellies. Because uh, if you notice, Undertaker jumped what he thought was DDP. I was, was going to say, yeah, Canyon. yeah. I was about to say, Canyon okay. helps while dressed as DDP with a blonde wig, in a bit that isn't elaborated on, but gives us all positively Canyon flashbacks. Yeah, I got positively yeah. Canyon vibes in my notes. Then Kane walks in and everyone skedaddles. <laughs> as they should. He walks in with a, I'd love it if he walked in with a DDP wig on as well. I want to join in for our dressing yeah. this page. You sent me to here at the time. Oh, oh Undertaker said, what are you going? <laughs> oh, no. Kayfabe, kayfabe. Don't fancy your wife. K-Page, K-Page. <laughs> like, DDP and Canyon run like the those two burglars who realised they were burgling Duncan Ferguson's house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, lots of good stuff here. Lights come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Exit stage <laughs> left. Hells <laughs> up a sign of the CDB. Uh-oh. <laughs> He was being burgled by Wiley Coyote. <sighs> also, DDP has giant Aladdin pants on. He's a heel because he thinks the Stez version is the best version. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, never I liked you, DDP. I, I hate him for that more than stalking the Undertaker's wife. I'm okay with stalking, but I draw the line at Snares Aladdin comparison. Replace all the photos of Sarah in the locker room with photos of Aladdin on the Stez. <laughs> I don't think like, no, the Genesis, also known as the Mega Drive. Version is superior. DDP last week holding up a SNES cartridge and going, time for some alone time. He wanks into a SNES card. 
And Kane says something, oh, Kanyan, you're a bad influence on DDP. And he goes, did someone say bad influence? <laughs> and then Violet Berlin hits him with a <laughs> stick. Violet Berlin's in the house. They're restocking the women's division. Uh, it's Violet Berlin. Anyway, DDP starts. Well, like Violent Berlin. Violence <laughs> Berlin. DDP starts <laughs> with his other former WWE world champion buddy, Ron Simmons. With Farouk beating up DDP like he's Vader. <laughs> he just batters him. Canyon tags and also gets slammed. Bradshaw tags in and batters Canyon, giving him the sack of poo off the second rope. Canyon kicks out, well, gets his foot on the ropes, and then DDP gets battered by Bradshaw too. <laughs> wow. Taz makes this easier to listen to by saying APA would be better in the alliance. Cole doesn't like that. <laughs> Taz says he doesn't know if Canyon and DDP teamed up before. Jesus. Anyway, they get a backdrop neck breaker for the only move of the match, and then Farouk loudly doesn't like that, yelling, Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> no wonder the APA were battering people. Ron was on the slow train out of Bumpville by 2001. <laughs> he averages the three bumps a year. God, he was old. DDP gets a spinning clothesline on Farouk before Ron gets a spine buster and gets the hot tag. A hot tag after combined two moves on offense. Oh, wow. It's like the Rock and Roll Express at 85. <laughs> <laughs> Bradshaw gets a slam. <laughs> the ref misses the cover. And also the second cover after a clothesline from hell is cool test. Oh my God. Shows up and boots Farouk on the outside and then batters Bradshaw with the, sorry, batters Farouk with the tag belt to help the New Jersey triad win the WF tag titles by hitting Bradshaw with their tag belt. They look like crapping crap. <laughs> like... If crap had the ability to excrete, it still wouldn't be as smelly as DDP and Canyon. They look rubbish out here getting battered left and right and eating cool tests to help them. They literally fell upwards, didn't yeah. they? And then no explanation for the test turn, by the way. It's just, oh, he's turned. And I'm like, there's a reason for this and everything. Instead, we look at Arnie in the crowd. He waves. Hi, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Right, um, so... Bad guy heel test. We know he's a bad guy because he has his sunglasses on. Which <laughs> is just like, I love the shit out of that. I like the idea that Test was backstage going, oh, heel turn tonight. Mm, what can I, what can I do? I left me, I left my I'm a heel cloak at home. What can I take? Can I borrow those glasses? <laughs> Cheers, I'm just going to keep them on. Yeah, yeah. Heel test. test. Yeah. Heel test's original idea was like, well, I was going to play, you know, the organ, you know. <laughs> It's test the church organ. He must be a heel. <laughs> I like the bit where he booted. I think it was. I think it was Farouk, and his glasses fell off. <laughs> it's very test. Um, there is there is some method to test heel turn. They do an awful job explaining it. Yeah. There is, but there is a reason why. Yeah. He got beaten up by the WWF because they thought he was a mole. And he went, <laughs> to which he went, I'm not a mole. To which he dug out from the ground. <laughs> to which he dug that's, out. Why that's why he's wearing the shades. <laughs> he he's, 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 he's got tiny eyes. Yeah, it's too bright. He, he, got, no, he, he got called a mole, to which he went, hoo, 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 hoo. And Kazooie hates him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got called a mole, to which he went, shut up now, leave me alone, I've got to help Danger Mouse. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he's, oh. so he was upset about being 
called a mole. And so therefore he went, well, fuck it. If you oh, think I'm a mole, I'm God. just going to go and join them. Which is what you always do. So yeah, DDP and Canyon come scurry down the hall. <laughs> 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 Laughing all the way. It's happy. Damn you, moles. <laughs> Got damn moles in my yard. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. DDP and Canyon look like fucking shite here. They, they you're, like, it, it's almost as if, it's almost as if somebody skin swapped Kai and Tai. In right. terms of like the amount of actual offense that former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon got on on the APA. I hate the APA during this period. And I don't know how much of it is them or how much of it is whoever's in their ear, but they just give like the invasion guys nothing. Yeah. Just, just fucking nothing. They're just two father jacks. Oh, so did you really beat up DDP and Canyon? I patted them. Yeah, no, they it's are. It's just that every fucking segment. So, yeah, it's just good for APA, I guess, and bad for... Got to keep APA strong. Respective strong, Perry and Moppy are here to exactly no pop. The hell is this last segment on TV doing here 13 minutes into this episode? <laughs> we get a reminder that Terry got dumped for Moppy. Perry didn't sell out. He bought in. <laughs> Raven is his opponent tonight, and he's brought Chastity back. Oh, wait, no, it's Terry. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sutton dives through the ropes to attack Raven because he's so mad. Perry misses a springboard leg drop but gets an exploder. Crowd makes wolf whistles to Terry rather than pay attention to this Sunday night heat match. Perry gives a slingshot to Raven in the corner so he can bonk Moppy on the top rope, figuratively speaking, sorry Perry, before finishing with the moss-covered long name. Moss-covered, three-handled family credenza. The moss-covered long name. <laughs> Perry no longer has the blonde highlight in his beard. Moppy disappears afterwards. Good. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as he won the match, Moppy was gone. Moppy had vanished completely. He was very upset about that, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a story that will rumble on until Unforgiven? Or does it end at SummerSlam? He has we, a match at No Mercy. Oh, so maybe it goes on even further then. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does does go on for a bit. The Perry Saturn Moppy story arc continues. It was what it was for a match. 
You know what? There yeah. was a point when the when the roster was paggered that Raven was really getting time on television, and now the roster's full again. So right, three yeah, minutes, yeah. get out there, get it done. Raven got a, a pinfall victory over X Pac. Yeah. On TV. Lest we forget that was a thing. That's that like happened. pinning a Noki. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Backstage, DDP and Canyon thank Test and also laugh. They're the WF Tag Team Champions, and they're not even in the WWF. Ha ha ha. Test is mad as mad as hell at APA for doubting him, the mole. Yeah, we remember that. They attacked him thinking he was a spy. There's no clip or replay. Fair enough. Uh, why, why would you show that, I guess? They declare war on the Viper Room later on tonight, <laughs> and Tess goes looking very made up wearing makeup, but we'll not talk about that because no one else does. <laughs> he looked very pretty today, Tess. He looked, he looked lovely, didn't he? A I know guy. he had a bad eye last time they saw him, so I thought, has he just put concealer on? Maybe he's just like a natural heel glow. It, <laughs> now it was like the Joker when he heel, puts he's... on like human face paint the, in the Michael Keaton film. He's like, hello. He's like, wow, you look weird. <laughs> anyway, well, I guess we'll just all talk about that. Maybe uh, he's trying for a Hollywood role, so he's just trying to make himself look pretty. Because they're in LA. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in, in, Rock's they're... got that thing going on. I want, yeah. I want some of that action. Tess wants to be in the movies. Look up my range. The Tess and the Furious. <laughs> Well, I big boot Vin Diesel that I'd take his car. <laughs> Great acting. Regal shows up uh, because they've won the WF tag titles. That means that they are under his jurisdiction. That means he can put them in matches. Oh, that's a good plot point, actually. I haven't thought about that. Mm. Uh, so it'll be them versus Undertaker and Kane in a cage match at SummerSlam. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that yes. bloodbath. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's a Great. bloodbath of every sense. Oh, and then we see David Arquette, former WWE World Champion, because anyone's winning that title nowadays, and he's fighting Anthony Anderson in the crowd, a.k.a. the really evil dude from The Shield, or, if you're a bit earlier than that, the star of Transformers. Not that one. <laughs> oh, and also C-Spot Run, which him and Arquette were in together in March of this year. Agent 11 is a crime-fighting bull mastiff used by the FBI. He partners with his master, Murdoch, in Seattle. As they go after the mafia boss, Sonny Talia, Agent 11 attacks him and rips off one of his testicles. Sonny is taken to the hospital to have it surgically replaced. As payback, he sends his two bodyguards, Juno and Arliss, to kill Agent 11. For protection, Agent 11 is sent to a training facility in Alaska. To presumably say have we mentioned that Agent Taylor. 11 is a dog? We have. He's a bull mastiff. It's a bull mastiff. After Agent Eleven, the bull mastiff, escapes, he meets Gordon Smith, who works as a mailman. Gordon dislikes dogs and has volunteered to take care of James Maguire, the young son of his neighbour, Stephanie. Gino and Arliss have continued their search for Agent Eleven, whom James names Spot. Agent Eleven does not want to catch balls or frisbees because Murdoch told him not to play when he was a puppy but he eventually starts to do so with Gordon and James like a normal dog. Later, Gino and Arliss try to kill him when he is out with Gordon and James at a pet store, but he outsmarts them. When the FBI find out that Spot is living with Gordon, they take him back. He escapes and finds Gordon and James again. Sonny returns and attempts to kill him, but is outsmarted, captured, and imprisoned. The FBI agents try to take Spot back, but in the end, they decide to let him choose with whom he wants to live with. He chooses Gordon and James, although he gives Murdoch a goodbye lick. Steffi returns and is very upset with Gordon for what had happened, but James convinces her that Gordon is a good guy, <laughs> and they end up together. One of the film's last scenes is of Sonny in prison, his testicles having been replaced by metal balls, the other one having also been ripped off by Spot. 
that constantly clack together. One inmate calls him Music Man, and he threatens... <laughs> He threatens in a higher voice, I'm going to catch you in the yard. We're going to sell this man to man. Starring David Arquette as Gordon <laughs> Smith. <laughs> Angus T. Jones as James Maguire. Michael Clark Duncan as Murdoch. Paul Savino as Sonny Talia. Leslie Bibb as Stephanie Maguire. Anthony Anderson as Benny Washington. Hey. And so on and so forth. The film received negative reviews. <laughs> You surprise me. Quote, it has all the elements children's enjoy in a movie. A livable dog, bad things happen to stupid adults, and lots of dog poop. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it one and a half out of four. Uh, and N- Niall Minot of Common Sense Media says, too dumb and too vulgar for anyone. <laughs> what do you think of C-Spot Run? <laughs> I like the bit where just as uh, Agent Eleven is about to make his choice of who he lives with, uh, test in sunglasses comes out of the hedges and gives him a big boot. <laughs> I'm in Hollywood now. <laughs> Heel test. Heel test. Kicks dogs. Kicks dogs in the head. You piece of shit. See, um, oh. spot run looked fucking awful, uh, but good on you, Anthony Anderson and David Arquette having a little play fight in front of the crowd. Yeah, well, like Enzo Mori at Survivor Series that one year. <laughs> <laughs> or Ring of Honor and New Japan show. Oh, my God. Good times. We just don't talk about that, do we? No. Uh, the welcomes Spike and Molly into the bloody war room, but X-Pac appears to complain about the green mist he got on Monday. X-Pac thinks Regal sucks, but Regal says, I, I think you're fine, Sonny Jim. X-Pac sucks. <laughs> X-Pac mispronounces Tajiri's name, Tajiri, and threatens him with a match tonight. But Spike offers to tag with Tajiri to take on X-Factor instead. X-Pac angrily leaves, so Regal turns in his chair and gives him a good British... Ooh. <laughs> he's cooked him. Ooh, he's a bit mad. Uh, I, I, I watched this a few times because I was trying to clip off that clip of David Arquette and, and Anthony also Anderson. I'll be seeing that in the chat, by the way. Yeah, so I was like, I, I know who it is. Just because I, just because I thought I, I don't recognise the guy he's with, so I asked the chat and I clipped it off. So I rewound that bit a few times, and it was only like maybe the third time that I looked at X-Pac and I went. He's wearing a different belt <laughs> to, to the last time I saw him. So I went, all right, what's happened now? Because he's wearing the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. And it's because on Monday Night Raw, uh, he defend, he faced Billy Kidman for the WCW Cruiserweight title and won. So he's Cruiserweight Champion. But then later in the night, he faced... Tajiri? Checks notes. It was Tajiri. No. Was yeah. it? Hang on. Yeah. Yes, he lost, current... he lost it. To, he, then he faced later in the night, he faced Tajiri for the Oof. light heavyweight title and Tajiri won the light heavyweight championship. You wouldn't know that because Tajiri didn't have the belt with him in this backstage segment. Yeah. I think, I think, I think a wrestler should have their belt everywhere they go. This is going, this is getting a bit out of hand, to be honest It's, with you, it's just too many things. Too many things. Ugh. Edge is here. On Raw, Christian offered to sing the Canadian national anthem with fellow Canadian Lance. But while he was doing that, Edge ran in and pantsed him, revealing... Lance's bouncing, throbbing ass, and also his Power Ranger pants. <laughs> and you thought Celtic fans weren't polite during anthems. <laughs> oh. Oof. Uh, why I are knew they... they were going to do that. It was a good... Th- was... I don't know if this was humiliating in fairness, because it was like, and here's the slow-mo replay, and it's just like shaking and wibble wobble jelly on a plate. <laughs> Shaky Jake. Why, ha- why, 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 why are they humiliating Lance like... Ah, uh, who because cares at this point? He's boring, that's why. Silly, boring Lance. He's boring because he's good at wrestling. Fuck that. Dance. Oh. RVD is here, and he is the current WF hardcore champion. 
Singles match between these two, which would mean a lot more later on, but right now it's just a good old hardcore match. RVD has been instantly over since he got here, and the RVD chants are booming. Mm. It's hardcore rules, so Edge is sent over the guardrail, and RVD sails with a diving swanton. He would tow down his offense soon, but right now, bloody hell, crowd likes that. Yeah. A ladder gets introduced, Edge gives a slingshot into the ladder on the outside, and Edge does the slingshot thing through the ropes as this match continues to go hard. And speaking of hard, here's Lance and his ass. <laughs> Best tag team in WF right now. Lance interrupts and gets taken out easily by Edge. Huh? RVD takes a brutal fold-up German suplex from Edge, something he used to do frequently in ECW, but again would go, I'm not going to do this every week on WF. Cole wonders why Lance is interfering. They just showed Coyle. You Coyle. Ha 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 ha. You Coyle. I tried. I you Doyle. Because I've got Cole, you doyle him. And I... <laughs> You coil him. <laughs> Michael coil him. Michael coil him. Yeah, they just showed you whatever your name is. Uh, he got pantsed. Lance gets taken out again by Edge. So Edge attacks RVD, but then uses the chair to give a flying spear to Lance. What the fuck is happening? RVD kicks Lance as he's about to give a DDT, and then both, main, both men chair shot Edge like a concerto, but not actually a concerto, to retain the title. RVD looked amazing. But everything Kurt did last week for Lance Storm was for nothing. He couldn't get any offense in interfering in a hardcore match on Edge. They are really making it clear who they are using to get over other people. But you get those little moments when you've got the wrestlers who've got a bit of stroke who go, I want to work with you and I want to shine you up. Yeah. Like Angle and Storm. Like, you know, that was, you know, so much of that would have been Angle making Storm look competitive. Yeah. But then Vince's like, it's WCW, bury him. Right, right. Like, no issues of Lance coming in and like one time getting attacked by Edge, but there was three or four times. Yeah, Edge just... is taking on two men at once in a hardcore match. You get the feeling that if Lance Storm had showed up with a gun and like, aha, he would have just dropped it. Oh no! And then it would have gone off and shot him in the shin. Like, ah, yeah. Like, and I get it. They can't push everyone. There's loads of people bringing for Louis debut. I get that, but. Um, Right now, it's not clear who they are keeping strong. Yeah, there's uh, pretty much everybody on the alliance side is made to look inferior in some way. Yeah. Now, ob- I keep now obviously I'm keeping tally of the the week by week matches and stuff. So this week, as of this past match, this match has gone. It's two one to the alliance, right? But I don't think it means anything because they <laughs> yeah. all look shit. Like they all look like they need support and help, and they just like I. It's such a... I wonder how different this would have been had Vince McMahon not been the one in charge of the booking of it. Somebody who could have been a bit more... Um, stepped further away from it and not seen it as like, this is my chance to ruin, like to, to show who's the best. Somebody with like an objective point of view who could have gone, actually, we can have some fun with this. We can have WCW beating WWF for weeks and then making a comeback. Yeah. And there's no like tier list. No. Right now you go, all right, top of WSW and ECW Alliance is is technically Booker T, and it used to be DDP. But even with two belts in, you're like, no. There's no... <laughs> sorry, not two belts. Sorry, Kenny's got two belts. I wouldn't put DDP at the top. It's just Booker T because he's the champ. There's a major, and there's a major issue with Booker T, which, which we'll address. Yeah, we'll go on to that. Yeah, so say, technically, and then there's, it, it's all muddled. Like, they look strong one week, then lose the next. There's like, like previously, they've made people look strong, or you knew. Mm. You knew Crash Holly was on the same level as The Rock. But here, it's like, the WWE guys are just all just a big, whatever, it's WCW. But Matt, They're all the, in the changeable. The top guy in WCW is Austin, pal. Yeah. 
Oh, right, yeah, sorry. He's the top guy in WCW. No, he really is, yeah. Fuck me. Anyway, backstage, Austin, the top guy in WCW, tells, thank you, tells Debs he hates the Hardys and he hates Angle. Palumbo and O'Hare appear and sadly Austin doesn't go. And I hate Palumbo and O'Hare as well. (laughs) I wish he had. Anyway, both WCW guys talk and say nothing. Austin hypes them up and then they leave. (laughs) <laughs> they basically like I think that, that what they kind of they said like oh we love you Austin we want to lead by example like you do so Austin sort of G's them up to go yeah if you want to sh- you know you want to show WWF who's boss you go and pick a fight mm. don't wait for a fight to come to you you go and pick a fight yeah go on and thank god this week he didn't go who are they because like, <laughs> if they keep that with Sean Stajak it's fine one I'm- one dude's a loser that's all. see again Sean Stajak you know where he is yeah that's fine but then they'll have like, you know, if Sean Sejak had a competitive match with Kurt Angle one week, he'd be a bit confused the next week going, but he's, he's dog toffee. Yeah, that's true. And at least in half an hour, right. um, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Plummer will be suitably buried. Uh, we've, just saved, we've just saved it by half an hour yeah. by not having Austin bury them too. Anyway, what's that noise? Boom. It's Spike with the Dudley's new music. Wait, why doesn't he do like Crash Holly and just use the old theme instead? That's a good point, actually. He's an idiot. I think he does go back to the old music eventually. It would make sense for him to. Uh, Dejiri, the WF light heavyweight champion, is here to take on the WWE Cruiserweight title and Albert X Factor. <laughs> that was well typed out, Matthew. Well done. Uh, Just Incredible does not accompany them because, of course, Just Incredible is in the alliance. You'd be forgiven for not knowing that as he's not done anything on SmackDown since. <laughs> I'm not sure if not being an X Factor counts as an upgrade or a downgrade, though. I think X Factor's kind of done, isn't it? <laughs> Remove the... What was it? The punishment of X Factor. Woohoo! And attach the punishment of WCW. The <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jerry kicks Albert in his big head to start off with and breaks his foot in the process. Even Samoans are like, whoa, that's a hard head. The <laughs> Jerry does a good job of taking out X Pac, so he tags in Spike to ruin his plan. Albert press slams Spike while on the apron and just drops him like Sarah Neck Tattoo would drop Undertaker in a few years. <laughs> and it's brutal as Spike's head simply bounces off the apron on the way down. Darby Allen is 0.7 Spike Dudley. <laughs> Albert eventually misses a big boot, which wouldn't have hit Spike even if Spike had stood directly in front of him. <laughs> it, was, it was a brave effort yeah. to hit a big boot like that. But like you say, just too small. Yeah. Too small a boy. <laughs> so Spike can tag into Jiri and save his life. Handspring elbow gets a two count and a big ass pop. Not you, Lance Storm. Crowd loves Tajiri. <laughs> Double basement dropkick takes down Albert. Molly slaps X Pac, so he pushes her. Spike's dumb, so he crossbodies X Pac on the outside. Enabling X Pac to hit Tajiri whilst in the tarantula. Oh, but that's not the finish. Spike tries to use the belt. Ref gets distracted, so X Pac uses his belt to hit Tajiri to win instead. There's so many titles now that they're having to be part of every finish of every match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this wasn't a bad match, though. Quite it enjoyed it. Quite enjoyable. Uh, Albert works well with young, with smaller lads, doesn't he? He does, but they're all small compared to him. So yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that Ma- small lad, Kane. <laughs> Michael Cole, uh, for the first time of the show, made reference to a brand new SmackDown next Thursday. Oh. From Salt Lake City. So this is this is like a pre a, a preamble for like the the new oh. layout, the new format, the new logo, the new theme. It's a brand new SmackDown next yeah. week. Uh, uh, and then that's good actually. I couldn't hear him because the highlight of the match was Cole trying to explain why Booker and Shane are together backstage, but the overdubbing for the Uncle Cracker theme is so loud mm-hmm. we can't hear him. <laughs> like the Bray Wyatt promo from Raw a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was a shame. That's right, Uncle Howdy. Holy 
Keep trying to talk. I'm all in pain. pain. I'm, saying, I'm so mysterious. I'm great. What? Turn it down, love. It's like watching a Marvel film. Uh, oh God, Perry is looking for Moppy in Regal's office. <laughs> he looks in Regal's teapot. He does. <laughs> he, the little CT deranged idiot. He suggests, Regal suggests seeing Terry, and Perry says, you're welcome. No pop. <laughs> then the natural born thrillers, motivated by Austin, challenge any WF tag team. Regal promises to put a match together if the WW titles are on the line. Ooh, who will it be? I've put it's Undertaker and Kane. Who bloody else could it be? <laughs> Literally no one else. Ooh, lowdown. Straight from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Guy and Ty, get in there, lads. Chad Collier and whatever. <laughs> Booker and his dad are here. Oh. Shane says basic heel stuff where he calls everyone fake and no one in this arena has been in a real fight, not like him. And I've just put, oh, boo. This is, this is the big problem with Booker T uh, right yeah, now. We'll, we'll get he, on, yeah. yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to it. I'm having to hold Tom back like it's a fight in a chip shop at night. No, Tom, don't worry. We'll do this. We might as well get this whole thing just to paint you people at home a pretty picture. Yes, please paint the picture. Shane shows... Clips from Raw of him holding an ankle lock on the rock during their street fight, so Booker can bonk him with a take a guess his title. Oh, and then Shane McMahon delivers the Logan Paul top rope elbow to the floor through a table to overshadow his son even more. Booker does the pause and stare before he speaks and gets no reaction. He calls the rock a sucker. Booker demonstrates the moves he'll do to the rock. Number one, scissors kick. Number two, the Spinner Rooney, which I like. And then, uh, but then the people aren't really getting it. Now, can you dig that? So, if you smell the biggest pop here since the Lakers won the championship, says Cole, as The Rock shows up to The Rock Show SmackDown. Yeah, the biggest pop since the Lakers won the championships. Oh, when the Wizards won the whatever they were supposed to win, according to Kurt Angle last week. Well, whatever, Kurt. <laughs> Your heart was in the right place, even if the rain wasn't. The Rock accepts Booker's challenge on SmackDown. Uh, SummerSlam, as Arnie is shown applauding. <laughs> That's my son, says Arnie. <laughs> the Rock has a question, though. What in the blue hell is a Spinneroonie? Crowd laughs. Rock says, who named that? Fisher Price. <laughs> what? Rock says, The Rock has his moves. The sharpshooter, debatable. <laughs> the Rock bottom and the people's elbow, but Booker has the Spinneroonie, the dip dipsy double. And the suffering succotash. Congratulations to The Rock being the first Samoan to be told about, by Vincent Mann to say suffering I was about to say, we have audio of The Rock and Reigns saying that? Wow. Yeah, Vince loved that line. Yeah. Well, Coming the, out of Samoans. The crowd popped here. So, you know, when when, um, when, when Lou Albano was managing them and was like, <laughs> I'm a movie, going to put your brain in a, in a fly and fly backwards in the suffering succotash. Billy, 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 Billy. Captain Lou Albano, great, great talker of shite. <laughs> Anyway, The Rock mocks Booker for coming out to L.A. just to have his hair done by Whoopi Goldberg. Booker says, that doesn't make sense. I went to a hairdresser. Whoopi doesn't give out the hairstyle she has. It's not the ring virus. <laughs> Rock says, all right, good point, mate. <laughs> he does say yeah, that. you got me there. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Rock says, okay, enough jokes. Rock's not interested in SummerSlam. The Rock's interested in tonight. Booker. <sighs> wait, Tom, wait. Booker challenge go, go on my signal. All right. Rock, Booker challenges The Rock 
to a match tonight, to a handicap match tonight. What? The Rock says, let me think for one second and then just drops the mic and heads to the ring. So not only is Booker a wuss for suggesting such a damn thing as a handicap match, but The Rock isn't even slightly worried. The Rock grabs a chair uh, and Booker actually gets offense for 10 whole seconds, which is a new record by Booker. Well done, lad. Mm-hmm. Give, give, uh, give Whoopi Goldberg a tip next time you see it. Rock comes back with a spine buster on a chair and then Rock, Rock bottom Shane through the announce table. Yeah, I put go to hell, Rock. I wasn't too happy here, uh, which isn't fair on the Rock. Tom, how good does, did this make Booker look? Shite. My issue isn't completely with the Rock. He's not, at, he's not without fault. He is not yeah. without fault. All, all, all the Rock has to do is do his, his spiel, but at some point say, you, you know, you're one of the very best in wrestling. You know, you're the WCW champion. And that means something. Like, just a line, just a little, a crumb of that little... And he'll do it later on with other competitors in years to come. But he's still at this point, is The Rock, where he's still, like, very much like the, the Rock of heel old, where he's like, everyone's shit and I'm brilliant. And, and when he... You, all you have to do is drop a little thing just to give a little bit of plaudit to Booker T. But you don't. And that annoys me. But my big beef isn't with The Rock. My big beef is with Shane McMahon. Because Shane McMahon, in theory, is there to be the, the manager for Booker T. Like the hype guy for Booker T. But he's not. He's a fucking limpet hanging off him. Like, he's in his shadow. He, like, he, he, he tries to overshadow Booker T. Like, Shane McMahon, I'll fight The Rock. I did well in a street fight. I can beat up The Rock. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'll do a big elbow off the top. Oh, I'll take a rock bottom through the announce. It's not about you. It's about building new talent like Booker T. And he's just fucking in the, in the, lost in the shuffle of The Rock and Shane McMahon, who, as history will tell us, for the next two decades, every time that cunt turns up, he fucking puts himself over. Fuck! The last time we saw Shane McMahon in wrestling, he booked the Royal Rumble. What ah, do you want to do for the ah. Rumble? Can I throw out Kevin Owens, out-wrestle Matt Riddle and win the fucker? Christ! Why is he around for another two decades? Every time he turns up, it's, oh, how can I look brilliant? Shane McMahon, right, without a doubt, one of the best non-wrestlers that they're ever... In terms of, like, skill, one of the best non-wrestlers. See, Rock, this is putting someone over while shitting on them. That's how you do it in 2001. One of the best non-wrestlers, but fuck me. Everything is all about getting him over. And it's not about him. It's not. And it annoys me because a Rock Booker T match is really interesting. It's really interesting. It's, a, it's like the people's champ of the WWF versus the guy that led WCW in its dying days. That doesn't need any more accoutrement to it. But no, we've got fucking Shane McMahon, like the, like the sword of Damocles hanging over the whole fucking thing. Taking all the oxygen, chewing all the scenery, it's and it is so indicative of everything about this uh, this invasion that does my fucking head in. It's the fact that I've got so many talented, rich veins of of wrestling quality to tap into, but they're just choosing to fucking flex tape them up and stop them coming out because we've got to make sure WWF, got to make WWF look strong, got to make WWF look strong. 
Rock's at fault. Yep. Shane is at massive fault here. I hate Shane McMahon hanging out with Booker yeah. T. It's not... And then what annoys me, and I'm nearly done, is that <laughs> in the eyes of, the, of, of how Vince McMahon and the WWF writing committee think at this point, they think... This is getting Booker T over. Our audience don't know Booker T, pal. All we right. better put him with Shane McMahon. That'll get him over. Yeah. They'll love him if they wish. No, they know. We're not fucking idiots. We're not fucking idiots. We know who Booker T is. Or for the people who don't know who Booker T is, you own the fucking tape library to WCW. You can tell us in a two-minute video package why Booker T is a threat. No, let's put him with Shane McMahon to chew the fucking scenery. Fuck me. Yeah. It's weird because I remember <sighs> being I remember this being this annoyed when I watched it as a kid. Neither was now, I. But now I'm watching back going. Now I know about Shane, it was like, Shane, 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 Shane. Oh, yeah. you really are uh, Bruce Pritchard's impression of Hardcore Holly. Well, Shane, got any ideas? <laughs> yeah. yeah, how about I win the title? But, and then what? Then I beat everybody. <sighs> oh, okay, thanks, Shane. Cheers it, for that. Yeah, and again, it's just because I'm like, you going, all right, I understand they need to keep The Rock like over at a certain level because you know they need stars and Rock is one of them. But then it's like, yeah, but... Isn't Booker one of those big lads? Like, How isn't is he the... one of those? I was talking about before yeah. the ship, the tier list. Isn't Booker at the top? And you're like, no, we're going to feed Booker to to rock, like gravel. <laughs> we was feeding gravel. <sighs> it's like, like, yeah, I get you want to keep the rock strong. Does the rock really lose anything by taking a fucking bookend off the off Booker T on this night? No. Does he really like star power diminished? Mm -hmm. He will never do a film again. No, yeah. and again, it would have made Booker T look amazing if Booker T, if Rock had turned up, twatted Shane McMahon, knocked him out, and then Booker gives right, him a fucking right. bookend. Like, that I'll show you great. a spinner Rooney. Yeah, this is it. You this, know, this is Sucker. what spinner Rooney looks like. Remember it. See you at SummerSlam. Yeah. Doesn't need Shane, but Doesn't they're like they, need Shane. It's, it's weird, kind of productive. We're getting you because you're a big star in WWE. Oh, but people might not know who you are. So let's make you. This dude—it's such a bullshit excuse. It's Booker T not playing Booker T right now. Yeah, it's such a bullshit excuse. Our fans don't know who they are. They fucking do. <laughs> Why'd you hire them? Exactly, exactly. It's oh, they know who you are when it suits you, but they don't when it when it suits you as well. Like you, we're, hey, in WWE, we're family, but you're independent contractors and so get out. Yeah. But we're family. That. Hey Sting, do you want to cut? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> I watch SmackDown. I'm a, I'm the most successful media conglomerate in history. Oh, I'm a little mom and pop company. Leave us alone. Yeah. You can't be both, you prince. <laughs> I think they were just mad at the pandas and want to take it out on somebody. I think they were very cross at the pandas. Yeah. I think they were very cross at the pandas. Almost as cross as Perry being unable to find Moppy backstage and Terry showing up to mock him <laughs> and say you're welcome. I hate this as much as I hate the camera zooming in on Perry's back knee. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> HD is not friendly on some of these people. Uh, O'Hare and Palumbo are here, and their contenders are Undertaker and Kane. Okay. Mm. Uh, Kane beats up Palumbo, then Undertaker beats up O'Hare. Then Undertaker beats up Palumbo, and then Kane beats up Palumbo and O'Hare. Double chokes armed to both men, double pin, new champs. Not since Danang has America been involved <laughs> in such a massacre. <laughs> O'Hare did get a steel chair shot across Undertaker's back. It's about as good as it Sorry, got. I blinked, Tom. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, but congratulations to WCW Originals, Mean Mark Callis and Bruiser Mastino. <laughs> I'll be coming well done, uh, punish, well done, Punisher Dice Morgan. Punisher Dice Morgan. And uh, Isaac Yangham. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Just 
Yeah. Well, they weren't doing anything apart from getting punched by Bradshaw and Farouk. Yeah, and, they, and anyway, I think so. I think they like the idea of doing. And do you know what? This is this is a, a this isn't a, this isn't a dig at the alliance. This whole this is WWE love whenever they can to do like lots of champions in one match. They like an excuse to do that, and sometimes they will yeah. they will do it. They will they will book against their better judgment to get them there. Yeah. They did it at back. They did it for Backlash O One. All the titles on the line at the same time. Just have Undertaker and Kane run. Oh the yeah, Christian. they did. Yeah. You know they, they like doing that. They, that's where they have they they have like Batista and or John Cena and Shawn Michaels win the tag titles hmm. ahead of WrestleMania. They're tag champs, but they're in the main event. Fuck booking. RC Cola presents the Planet of the Apes. Presents oh. Jericho throwing a pie in its Steph's face. I put Power Slam love this segment. Why don't I go look for the issue? Well, they're over there, but I couldn't find which one it is. They're not like, like clearly labeled, mm. but from memory, they were like, it, it looked rough because the audio, you can barely hear any of the crowd. They had some people dressed up as Planet of the Apes, like the apes with the monkey outfits and everything, um, in the ring, making jokes. And it was like, here's some presents for you, Steph. And she gets a pie face. It looked really bad. It was a bad segment. It was probably, it, I think history tells us that it's one of the worst Jericho Stephanie McMahon segments there ever was. Yeah. It was just badly put together. I think it was promoting the Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> oh, another banger. I've not seen it, but I've, I read the reviews, mm. which were not kind. Have you seen it? Mm, uh, yeah, I'm sure I saw oh. it years ago when it first came out, because I am old. Uh, it wasn't a bad film. Oh, okay. It still looks good, like visually looks mm. good. But that's all right, unlike this segment. This segment was bad. Uh, Hugh Morris, <laughs> Hugh Morris, bothers Steph and vows to make Jericho pay tonight. He's very much like Daddy Magic at this point, I thought. His mannerisms. Mm, and, oh, Steph. That's a good shout. I'll get him. <laughs> uh, so it's Hugh Morris versus Jericho as oh. a proxy war for Steph versus Jay. Do you want a bit of Stephanie McMahon news? Oh, you betcha. Uh, she's got new tits. Oh. She went on Opie and Anthony uh, on Tuesday morning. Oh, they're the forgiving them the... for the rock issue then, huh? Yeah, right. oh, they're over that now. Don't you worry. Uh, she said she had, about five weeks ago she got surgery before she was introduced to the new owner of ECW. She had uh, implants had. Oh, okay. Um, they become swollen recently, so she had to massage them regularly for medical purposes, which got lots of laughs on Opie and Anthony. Here's the thing. She said she's never been more hurt by a sign. This is the woman... I, mem- I remember this. Like, this yeah. is insane, this. This is the woman that had, like, sluts chanted at her, like, on a weekly basis. But she said a sign in the crowd that said one that had said her breasts looked saggy, like, affected her so much, she went and got surgery. Somebody wrote a sign that made Zephyr Man go and have her body augmented. Like... It, it's fucked, isn't it? It's uh, rich people. You just, you're led to believe that, well, you're rich people. You're just like, ha, 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 I'm on a higher plane of existence. But as this sign and Elon Musk these past few weeks have mm. proven, it's like, oh, they've just got more issues than us. They've got more issues and more money. Oh, fair enough then. But you know what? With that money, they could buy all kinds of things like Cornet, <laughs> Clearasil, and American Outlaws. Wait, <laughs> If you want to avoid acne, uh, don't eat corn nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, lo- I, love, I love the juxtaposition of the sponsorships that these week. Yeah, out of the way. American Outlaws uh, is a 2001 American Western alternate history film uh, starring Colin Farrell, Scott Kahn, and Ali Lada. Confederate guerrillas attempt to raid the Union Army later in the American Civil War. The guerrillas are ambushed. Rather like Stephanie McMahon on Raw. Oh. But thanks to the sharpshooting of Frank James, the guerrillas, uh, for the distractions of his brother Jesse, they survive. The James along with their buddies the younger brothers congratulate themselves but learn that the confederacy has pulled out the war and it is our their group decides to return to Missouri to their families and farms 
When they arrive, their town is occupied by the Union Army. Jesse's childhood friend Z has grown to attractive young woman. Ooh. And there is a man hanging in the town square. Hey. Farmers are being pressured to sell their farms to the railroad company who are being pushed across the United States. They don't sell their land to Thaddeus Reigns and his secret service organizer, <laughs> Alan, me. Alan Pinkerton. The farmers are burned out of their homes or killed. Preferably both. All right, Bison. Frank finds the railroad doesn't even need their land. The James and Younger brothers don't want to sell, and Cole Younger loses his temper when several railroad men approach him about, uh, approach him about selling and kills two of them. Ooh. The army decides to hang him, but his brothers Bob and Jim, along with Jesse, Frank, and Z, all the stars are here, decide to rescue him. During the... Re oh, I've had enough of this. Z and the remainder of the gang shoot a cannon at a train, stopping it and rescuing Jesse. Confronted with Reigns and Pinkerton, Jesse shoots neither of them, but rather Reigns' prized watch. Pinkerton tells Jesse that he should go to Tennessee as the railroad has no interest in Tennessee. Ooh. Uh, American Outlaws open to dismal box office and multi-negative reviews. It's not often you see dismal box office on Wikipedia. Many critics cited a poor sense of time and place as a major cause of the film's problems. <laughs> what, the <we> <laughs> what, the West? <laughs> That's great. Well, if they just been, if they hadn't done that thing, then that thing wouldn't have happened. Wow. Others just dismissed the films as another Young Guns ripoff. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, website's great consensus reads, with corny dialogue, revisionist history, anacrostic, I can never get that word right, music, and a generally attractive cast, American Outlaws is a sanitized teeny-bopper version of Jesse James. <laughs> Roger Ebert says, for years, there have been reports of the death of the Western. Now comes American Outlaws, proof that even the B-Western is dead. Oh. All right, that's it. Take it home. Take it home. <laughs> Ring the bell. Ring the bell. It's not a terrible film. My, my favourite bit is after Pinkerton shoots Reigns' watch, uh, Tess in sunglasses comes out the hedges and gives him a big boot. <laughs> <laughs> He'll test the mole. I should have known. <laughs> uh, we die. called you a mole. That's because I was. I lied. You should go to Australia. Why? Because <laughs> they have no interest in trains. Just the, just the Milky Bar kids. <laughs> Yeah. Cole <laughs> describes Morris as huge, but in WWF, he doesn't look special. No. Funny though how that happens. Eh, Taz? Yeah. <laughs> Taz, Taz, a little tear rolled down from his eye when he said that. But it's, a big, <laughs> it's a big tear for him, so he nearly drowns. <laughs> it's like the start Alice in Wonderland. He nearly drowns in a tear. Jericho sees the popularity of killing WCW wrestlers right now, so he dispatches of Morris really, really quickly by converting a powerbomb into a sunset flip into a Wars of Jericho. But it's Hugh Morris, so I'm all right with it. He's not, you know, challenging for any title. Yeah. Oh, but Rhino attacks Jericho uh, and beats him up. He's wearing an ECW shirt on, gets a good reception. Oh, it's this moment. Mm, a bit of an iconic right. Smackdown murmur. Rhino takes a few steps back, looks behind him as he's doing so, out of both mirrors. You know, very sensible. And then runs at Jericho and goes him right through the bastard screen. Oh. An amazing moment, replayed endlessly. Uh, Stephanie backstage is proud of Rhino, and he loved doing it. Rhino wants Jericho at SummerSlam so he can do it some more. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this an alliance guy getting a push? Dun, dun, dun. Wow. A 
think it's a WWF guy dresses as an alliance so I get a push, but we'll take it. It must be at this point we'll take it. Wait, no, we must be watching American Outlaws because this must be alternate history, right? <laughs> God. Sorry about the set getting destroyed. Don't worry, we get a new one next week. Well done, Rhino. You wrecked it so bad that to get a new one. Yeah. Uh, Perry calls the cops for help to help them find Moppy. But we learn a bit of Moppy lore here. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Go on, what do we learn about Moppy We lore? learn Moppy's full name. Moppy Q, Moppy, Moppy. Such a shit. That should be it. That should have been. Moppy Q, Moppy Q McMopperson. It's Moppy's name. Moppy Q McMopperson. Well, I remember Moppy was on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've trademarked that recently. I think that's what, they, I think that's what they're going to call Adam oh, Cole. Oh, I've put it. Uh, Perry calls the cops for help. It should have been the guys from C-Spot Run. <laughs> yeah, we'll find you. Find yeah. uh, the cops leave uh, disgusted as Perry's new gimmick is uh, realising ACAB. <laughs> that was a weird few weeks, wasn't it, for Perry? More on that later time. on. Austin makes his entrance as Taz yells, You know, Lita deserved it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dudleys and Austin versus Anglin Hardys in an elimination six man tag. Rather like our imaginary uh, card for Raw yeah. Review versus Who would have thought a show with Angle, Austin, Jericho, and Rock would sell out a 16,000 seater theater? Eh? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Austin starts off with Matt headlocking him while mouthing off at Kirk while Angle. Angrily, I'll put angrily, <laughs> demands Austin come over here then. Lovely little moment to start off things. Austin pusses out and the duds beat up Matt behind the ref's back. Matt gets a sleeper on Austin as the crowd goes wild, but it gets countered. Even Austin is selling for these WCW... Oh, wait, it's Hardy's. Right, of course he's selling. <laughs> Jeff tags in, and I think I've made all the gay for Jeff jokes by now, so I'll just say he's wearing a smashing blouse and move on. Jeff gets beat up as someone holds a sign advertising, Bastard Artist. It's easy to spot if you're watching this on the network. <laughs> it's right next to the sign that says, I love camel toes. <laughs> 2001, baby. Somebody sat and wrote that. Think yeah. on that. Angle Hot tags in and makes the, takes out the duds, but Austin still runs away. Devon taps out to Angle Lock, but it's elimination, so he's out, and Bubba attacks him from behind quickly. Matt Hardy takes the Bubba bomb and is eliminated because apparently it's Survivor Series rules. Uh, yes. Jeff takes they, they did, to be fair they did announce a few times tonight it was in the oh sorry uh, by that I meant well he's, he's, take, he's losing the bubble bomb oh I see oh that would, that would work in Survivor Series as a pinfall finish but not yeah, a normal it's, match yeah it's the right? rule of the Survivor Series where secondary moves are more powerful right. yeah the deadly game yeah. Jeff takes a massive back body drop so Austin bravely tags in as we go to break that's rare for SmackDown. Mm. Jeff lands the Swanton on Bubba but Austin pulls the ref out and Jeff takes an amazing stunner and Bubba pins Jeff. Homophobe. <laughs> Bubba takes Angle down hard and mouths off at Kurt, so Austin tags him while he's down. Austin's simply playing the role of Angle when he was feuding with The Rock last year. Ha ha ha. Oh. Austin beats up Angle some more, tagging in Bubba, and takes a fat German, not Volta, before delivering the Angle Slam to eliminate Bubba. Austin gets put in the ankle lock, so Devon shows up with a chair to hit Austin with a chair. Good, good writing. 3D connects, and then Austin pilmanizes Angle's ankle, but it's not called the pilmanized thing, before the Hardys finally save the day. Thanks, gays. <laughs> Stretcher for Kurt as he's led out, so Austin follows and mouths off. 
Austin does the Pledge of Allegiance to mock him before calling it a bunch of crap. Mm. Duds and Hardys brawl, so Austin tips over the stretcher like a dick while calling the whole thing, stomping in between more lines of the pledge. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the stompy stomp stomp. <laughs> However, Angle recovers and makes Austin tap with the angle lock. Hot Jeff restrains Kurt and promises some more headed... <laughs> Oh no. Hot Jeff restrains Kurt and promises some heavy petting if he just goes to the back. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and that ends a hot ending of a match and a it show. Uh, the little Chiron appears with a little, watch Tough Enough on MTV, please, to end the show. <laughs> yeah. That's please right. What a great show. No Tough Enough. No. What a coinkydink. What do you think Jeez. of this last bit, Tom? I love the main event. I enjoyed it. Nice six man elimination tag. Sixty percent of the match, future TNA champions. Bubba, Kurt, Matt. Oh, eighty percent. Jeff. Eighty. Yeah. Eighty. Everybody, Devon. It would win the TV champion just because he was Devon and crowd crowd liked him. Yeah. And Austin. Devon and Austin, the only two that didn't. Austin still Cody was never TNA champion. Still regrets it this day. He does talk about it a lot. I remember that point when I was like, "Wham!" Could never be TNA champion now. Let's play Breath of the Wild. Oh, God damn, man. I'm too busy playing Zelda. Could have been Teenage Herb. <laughs> I love Austin. I love Austin's yeah. cat. Cadence on the podcast. It's yeah. great. I like the character work by Austin here. Oh, brilliant. And, and again, just making Angle. Like, imagine they gave this energy to the WCW guys proper. Like, making Angle look like a, a genuine threat. Every time Angle gets that ankle lock on, Austin immediately taps. Yeah. So, like, we know going into their match, like, all he has to do is get it on the once and there's trouble yep. afoot. I love that. Ah, trouble afoot. Hey, I never even thought of that. Genius, Tom. Every Genius. trouble afoot. Um, what did you think of SmackDown overall? Mm. <sighs> Interesting one, isn't it? The allure, I like that word, allure, allure. of, uh, tell people down south, say hello, um, of seeing WCW and ECW guys on TV on a regular basis is gone because if you're a fan of these two brands, uh, these ones, two mighty brands, all you're seeing is them looking like dog poo yeah. on the shoe of WWF that they're trying to get rid of. Which, again, you sorry said, like, everything needs to be said. It's like, okay. And it's only going to continue. So it's nice seeing Angle get supercharged as a face for the first time. Austin's heel work is, is actually very entertaining now because he's it, it works a lot better than it was when he was WF. Mm. Just this guy walking around because now there's a different purpose to it. Uh... Who else? I think that might be it. Moppy. Like, it's it's slim pickings after that. Keel test. Not even interested in playing Tweety. <laughs> no interest whatsoever. It's hard to play, with, it's hard to play the Game Boy Advance because it wasn't backlit. Doing that with normal Difficult eyes, to... but with shades on as well, Tom. Maybe that's... Maybe you couldn't that's... do that playing on the sun. Maybe that's why he was heel. Because therefore, like, I'm not going to play Game Boy Color. With that black eye, APA... Uh, gave him. He's like, I can't. Tweety, I've, I've got 99 gems. There's a hundred. <laughs> Where's the last one? I need both Can't eyes. The last one. Fucking Bradshaw's felt. Bradshaw. So uh, rem- it's it's weird mm. right now. So because there are, it's interesting seeing what was happening at this point. But as uh, enjoyable isn't the term I'd use per se. Tajiri looks great. Yeah. Real is, is great as always. But it's just like watching all. It's like I know. It's like watching the videos of people as they're marching off the world wars and it's just like, ah, it'll be a good good show. Me and Jimmy will be there. Don't write those. I'll be over by Christmas. Oh. No one. They're all dead. They're all oh. dead the next day. 
That's what it feels like. Wow, Lance Storm's here. Mike Awesome. Palumbo in the hair. It's like, uh, never what, forget. What did you remember from this episode? First time around. The gore. Yeah. I love that. I definitely remember watching this episode as a kid because I watched that and went rewound, play, rewind, play. I remember Undertaker and Kane basically cutting a road through Palumbo and O'Hare. <laughs> En route to becoming WCW Tag Champs, which annoyed me. Undertaker and Kane, a.k.a. The Somme. <laughs> Jesus. What, did you, what have you forgotten in this episode? How much I dislike Shane McMahon. Mm. I don't remember make me disliking him this much. And now maybe it's because you said earlier, like how we know 2022 Shane is like, here comes the money. Oh, there's like this past run we'd had of him. Like... There's been a few highlights in the past five years of Shane. Like, I don't know, the AJ Styles match at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's not been but, like, awful all the way down. But just, oh, Hell in a Cell Undertaker. Mm. The never-ending Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn feud, which I don't remember how that even ended, if it is. The Miz feud. Best in the world tournament in Saudi Arabia. The Royal Rumble. You're like, fuck off, Shane. <laughs> I think he has already. I think he's fucked off now for good. We say that about a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, it's only, true. That only works for Ole Anderson. <laughs> and... Is that it? Demolition and Ken Shamrock, apparently. I forgot from this episode... Um, Austin's uh, bit at the end. I love that. Because I, I, I watched this episode thinking, oh, Angle gets stretched out. We don't see him again for the night. And then Austin tipping up the thing, doing the pledge as he stomps him. And then Angle getting him in the ankle lock again. Like, I forgot that whole sequence at the top of the ramp. I thought it ended with Angle being stretched out. And I love that. Again, just makes, we're supercharging him, as you said. We're supercharging Kurt Angle. He is white hot. He is the number one babyface in the company. And he hasn't really adapted, like, his, he hasn't changed who he is. He's, he's just increased the good bits. He's increased the he's intensity. He's still a nerd. Yeah. Like, you've got intensity, integrity, intelligence all along here. And, like, we've increased the intensity and we've increased yep. the integrity. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and increased the American. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We're pumping the American all the way. All you the... think he was wrestling the Iron Cheek at SummerSlam, <laughs> the way he's going on so about. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Austin to come out and go, I got these boots from Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Not only have I left... WWF, I've joined a real country, <laughs> France. <laughs> kick, a, kick ass here. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got bottles of wine. <laughs> oh. That's a little bit. This is the Narakit Kurt Angle's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <Zoudalo>. law. <laughs> What's what in French? Zoudalo. law. It would work. Zoudalo. No, that's not right. It's not, is it? Yeah, not sorry. Right. I'm completely talking uh, on French. So, um, What are you want to plug before we head off and leave this lovely set of ears to their day? Uh, what have I got? Nothing. Just cold remedies at this minute. I will have be enjoying Bret Hart's book on Sundays. Why is everybody reading Bret Hart's book at the I've moment? I've been saying I want to do for a while, and then I think Jack uh, Jack's, says he's reading it. Because Jack's so been read... giving me quotes from it. Ross has been giving me quotes from it. You're reading it. <sighs> Mate, the first chapter. We only got one chapter in after mm. like three hours last week, but it, there's so much going on. Bret talks about his dad having no money because he ran the territories, but then they lost TV because Mike DiBiase, Ted's dad, went on a Canadian TV and said... See if I get this right without like ruining it. If brains 
or explosions, the people of Montreal wouldn't have en enough energy <laughs> to blow their own nose. <laughs> they got TV kicked off the wrestling kicked off the air. Jeez. Kicked off the they're like, that's the most disgusting thing we've ever heard. Get off, no more wrestling. So um that's so they didn't have any money, no money whatsoever. <laughs> no money whatsoever. But then the dad buys a beach, uh buys a car every fucking few months. Um so like Brett is having to wear like shorts that were so stitched, like they couldn't be stitched anymore. <laughs> Like, and all this stuff. So, God knows what that looks like. Like, Mankind in 96, <laughs> going to school, uh, doing that, and ha like putting peanut butter on his toes and dangling him in into terrible Ted the Bear's cage for him to lick off. And it just gives you a real insight under the madness of that family and how Brett is sane, considering what he should be. The it's thing, Mendel. The thing I keep hearing is that the whole book, basically, he goes into very graphic detail about every sexual encounter he's ever had. Well, As if someone has said, I bet you've never kissed a woman. He goes, well, actually, I have. Here's all my details. Like, that's the thing. Everyone's ready for that because they're like, my, my Owen was born when I was three. And, you know, and be like, Who's, is, is Brett cheated on with his mum's left breast with a right breast yet? Like, <laughs> like when's, when's the shagging commence? Is it soon? He's like, he's three. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, 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 uh, the babysitter came around and uh, I was an animal. Shouldn't but do much sitting. Oh. It's just funny because, like, how much Bret Hart flips his fucking wig when Shawn Michaels says "sunny days," and you think, oh, at the time I was like, oh, I get that. If this, like, this Shawn Michaels who's a right dirtbag who's out on the road and Bret's like a home, like in the time going, Bret's like a you know, uh, you yeah. know, he's got a wife at home and all this stuff. I get why he be, and I realised, oh no, he's upset because that really fucking hit a nerve because he was shagging constantly. <laughs> He didn't shag Sonny, though, but Sean did. But he shagged everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't accuse me of shagging the one person I've not shagged. I don't shag where that, I That whole thing is amazing. Hey, Sean, why don't you and I say things about each other and the work people in the back on the dirt sheets that we don't like each other? Okay, sounds like a good idea, Brett. And then they did so, and then instantly both were like, he fucking meant that shit. I love like, it. I love just it. doomed to fail. What a horrible idea. But men with egos like that... <laughs> Hey, hey, Brett, your hair stinks. Right, that's it. <laughs> he meant that. I'm going to beat the fuck out of him right now. It was just amazing, the idea that they had. And it just instantly went to shit because they both thought the other one was meaning it. It's just it so man. great. Exactly. Anyway, wait. Brett Hart. Fucking love Brett. Fuck Goldberg. That's Read, why I have to plug. Reading the book on the Twitch stream. Twitch.tv slash Matthew. Every Sunday, 7 p.m. British time. Uh, a brand new Desert Island rap should be in your inbox Ooh. now featuring Anthony Ogogo. Oh. Nice, having a nice chat with Anthony Gogo after we finish recording this, so you'll hear it before you hear this. It's time is a construct, yada, yada, yada. Um, he's, uh, he is tagging with Adebayo Akifenwa That's right. next week uh, for They Think It's All Over at Progress. Sorry, two weeks from, two weeks from today uh, for They Think It's All Over. And uh, I want to chat to him about that. Obviously, AEW have just announced a UK show. Are we going to see a go-go in the UKO for, pro for AEW? -O? We'll, we'll have a chat -o. And find out on this very podcast. Look, we've already done the French bit, mate. All right. <laughs> and of course, we'd love to hear more from you next week. Classic at cultaholic.com is our email address. And until mm. next time, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Look out for Test in the bushes with his sunglasses on. It's going to fucking heel turn on you. Love you. Bye. Am I ever gonna see your again? No way. Get fuck, fuck off. <laughs> Without the TV, I've got no place to go Without the bar
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.